the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza, and we have timestamps in the description, so you can just skip to your favorite topic. But anyway, I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you, people? Haven't you had timestamps for literally every podcast? Not everybody knows this, sadly. Introduce yourselves, guys. I'm Nolan. No, I'm Izzy. Great. Now apparently people can't tell our voices apart yeah. in the comment section. But go on. Who's Hi, the best? I'm, I'm John. Uh, I run the oh. channel Super Eyepatch Wolf, and you... You guys, you guys timestamp this podcast. Yeah. Oh shit. Wow. I get, I get, like, I do a podcast, the Let's Fight a Boss video game podcast, and we get so many requests to timestamp it, and we're always like, "Fuck no, dude." <laughs> well, I always listen to the podcast once before uploading it. Fair play. I mean, like, so, some people ask, like, how much editing do you do for the podcast? And I do cut out like a lot of the awkward um, stuff in between. Silence. Like, yeah, the awkward silence. <laughs> I was gonna say, you don't cut out the awkward moment. No. Cut out the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, do, we do a little bit of that. As well. yeah. I, I do sometimes cut out like the uh, any sort of stories that go nowhere. I definitely cut those out. Oh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> right. no, this towards you that specifically. That Titan conjecture was fine, bitch. Was, Fun know. fact, no one talks about uh, Symbiotic Titan every episode. We just cut it out every time. Yeah. Goes on a it's long, like none, none of this is going to make it in. Tyrannical rant about Symbionic Titan and how Stuart Snyder, Snyder fucked everything up. It's a good day. I still have that letter from him. Oh my god. Oh my god. You had like a. You wrote a letter to Stuart Snyder and he wrote back to you. I forgot. He sort. No, he, he wrote like a, a template letter and sent it to everybody. Like we did a mass letter campaign uh. and like. Uh, everybody like sent in a letter and then he sent a letter back to everybody but it said the same goddamn thing so <laughs> yeah but uh we have a guest who is this person he already introduced himself well eyepatch wolf what is it that you do so i like i like the the animes and so i run a channel where i mostly talk about anime stuff sometimes like video game and uh <laughs> video game and other stuff but yeah that's that's kind of it mm-hmm. for uh, someone oh. who has not seen one of your videos uh which video would you recommend them watching uh what makes a villain feel real is like a pretty digestible general video i, I might yeah. go with that that's the one where uh, you go on a like a 10 minute analysis video on to it's well first of all it's 15 minutes a 15 minute analysis <laughs> video on a a character saying yeah i like juice and it's like yeah is- juice juice is pretty cool and i'm like oh my god there's so much to this like what did he mean by this co <laughs> but yeah but do you have any upcoming videos i just put out my favorite things 20 winter 2017 and then i have one coming out next week that's going to be on a show that i want to talk about for a really really long time and um, so Wait. yes look forward my to my little that. pony friendship is magic absolutely do it <laughs> it is the lucky star of American cartoons. Hey, I I start watching anime for the first time in a long time. Hmm. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. The Maid Dragon. Oh, lesbian God. anime. I I like that show. God damn it! I, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Like it's really loud and kind of annoying. Is it yes. All, is it all <laughs> anime except Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Um. I also started watching the anime too. I don't know if anybody really knows about it. It's called the uh, Dragon Ball. Whoa. Uh, Whoa! Not 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 overly familiar. Damn. Yeah, I, I bought I bought this like Dragon Ball art book where uh, it's from uh, 1984 to 2013, and his art gets progressively shittier over the oh, years, which makes me really sad. Kira Toriyama's. 
Yeah. Oh. I know. I just complete. I just completely ruined the bit, but I did need to discuss this art book. Like, uh, literally after 2006, like he makes draws Goku like a twink, and it makes me really sad. <laughs> Kira Toriyama only knows how to draw three types of eyes. So I'm looking yeah. up this Dragon Ball thing, and apparently his voice actor is shared with KO. Yeah, from OKKO, OK awesome. because that's going to be a TV show, Liquid Plaza Turbo, on Cartoon Network. <laughs> to be honest, the, the main reason why I'm excited about that show is because it's just Goku's voice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, really like, I really like some of the shorts from that. Like, uh, I don't know what art style they're going with, because if you watch the web series now, each episode is like a really different art style. And some of them are really cool, and then some of them are less cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. They they released an intro animated by Studio Trigger, and it looks... I'm guessing it's going to look like that, but not as well animated. So Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. I feel it's going to be very bouncy looking. I'm not sure how to yeah, I still can't believe they got fucking Imaishi to storyboard that. That pisses me off. <laughs> like, <please come. laughs> makes you, what makes you so special, Ian Jones Quarterly? You motherfucker, I hate you. Just kidding. Retire me and really. let me work with Trigger in some way. Yeah. I want, I want Imaishi to draw my, my OCs. Imaishi. <laughs> Imaishi can go in my ass. Okay, yeah. all right, we're we're going in the route Stop that it. I didn't want. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm spraying you with the water bottle. Stop that. Yeah, but so John, go on. Oh. So your anime videos. Unfortunately, that's absolutely everything about my channel. It's not a very inventive concept. Shit. Damn um, it. <laughs> so John, um. Seen as you're a YouTuber, have you heard about all this recent YouTube drama? Hey, nope, gorillas! Anyone listen to the gorillas? Because they have released uh, several new songs and one new music video. Yeah, I heard oh, they no. released that. I re heard they released this really shitty game called Andromeda. They, they, they fuck oh, you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no one's making fun of Mass Effect Andromeda, and there's a a, 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 a new gorilla song called Andromeda. <laughs> Oh, wow, okay. thank you for explaining the joke. No okay, okay. To be fair, I literally know nothing about the, the Gorillas launch. I haven't like I've seen animated GIFs of what I assume is music videos, but I have not actually touched it. So yeah. I did not know that. And I thank him for his added information. Yes, I had to explain the joke. But yeah, the new album comes out April twenty eighth, but uh for now we get uh one new music video. Actually, Two versions of the same music video uh, for Saturn bars. Essentially, one's just like a typical music video, and the second one is the same, but on YouTube, it's 360. So you have the ability to move the camera around 360 in this CG slash 2D music video. Has anyone seen it? I'm watching it now. Oh, okay. Well, the 360. <laughs> well, the 360 version, like, uh, it doesn't. I don't know. I, I'm kind of let down by the 360 version because there's not really much to see outside the main focal point. You know, well, that's the problem with the whole 360 virtual reality thing because, like, that that is a direction that Hollywood is trying to go. Like, they have studios working exclusively for that, and so far, the only like virtual reality movie that's worked so far 
have been like um, a drunk driving animation about like you could look around and see all the stuff you're uh, oh no it's a texting and driving I think but it, it's basically you're in a car so it's uh, it's like a rail like game type thing and you can look around and you can see all the stuff about to hit your car shit I don't know I, I thought the uh, Sword Art Online movie was a good VR movie I remember when I went to see Logan, this burly-ass manly movie, like, right before there's all these trailers for, like, Fathom Events, and that's sh- a trailer for that play, and it's, like, the ch- lamest Japanese J-pop in- theme that they play, and it's just like, this is awful. <laughs> oh. Hey, but Patch Wolf, do you listen to Gorillaz? I used to be a huge Gorillaz fan back in the day, and, like, I haven't listened to them at all recently. I know they only put out an album every... Like pretty rarely, right? Yeah, it's very. I mean, well, they went on hiatus for a while. Yeah, and now they're yeah. Back. But I think um, whatever whatever album it was, I think it was like their second big one with like All Alone on it. That was a fucking fantastic album. But have you listened to any of the new songs? Nope, not a thing. Because uh, they also they released uh, Ascension and Andromeda and some one other one. And the cool thing is on YouTube, uh, they they have like they, they don't make music videos for these, but they did make um, some sort of um, moving wallpapers. Essentially, I'm not sure what to describe them, but just like a still image that's still dynamic. I don't know, but I'm glad they went the extra mile just to upload the audio to some of these albums. I think they've they've always been like a band doing interesting things. Like even from back in the day, do you remember when it was like, holy shit, there's this band and they're like a cartoon, man. <laughs> yeah, I love the Archies, bro. <laughs> oh, God, this 360 version is awful. Yeah. Like, what is the point? I mean, it, it was kind of just like, hey, might as well. It's a CG environment. Might as well. Well, I mean, just because it's CG environment, the, the technology going into this is still kind of tedious. And, like, like it, it's not just – I mean, yeah, they have all the assets, so it's all created already. But, like, to go through that extra mile um, can't be, the, like, that easy, mm. you know? Yeah. But then again, like, Game Theory did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm guessing this is meant to be, like, VR, is it? Yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah. That's the only way this makes sense. Well, they now have things where you can put your phone – in a, like into a VR set, and then you can look at things like it's like it's a cheaper version of uh, VR. Yeah, we're not all millionaires that own the PlayStation VR system. It's like I, I can't afford this shit. What the fuck? Do any of you own one? No. No. Me neither. Uh, the theory there's a theory that the Switch is going to do VR. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, uh, because uh, they have um, they have trademarked or uh, whatever the the patent. They patent a thing. And how the 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 thing connects to the dock could also be connected to a goggle. What if they, just like a phone? What if they uh, like? What if in the virtual console they they bring out virtual co- uh, what's it called uh, the virtual boy games for the virtual consoles? <laughs> Finally, yes. <laughs> Nintendo, my dreams have been realized. I mean, now people can finally play the the first Mario Tennis. It's kind of crazy that uh, that franchise started on a. On a Virtual Boy Mario Tennis was the first was the first Wario game Virtual Boy as well. I think Game Boy, just regular Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, because it's technically a Mario game. Yeah, because the first one was a uh, Mar- Super Mario Land Two Wacky, uh, not Wacky World. No, but I think it is like first like Wario Land. Game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was the first one where you play as Wario. Yeah. No, no, I think I think it was it just started development on the Virtual and then wound up going to Game Boy. Yeah. But I, no, I do no, know there's something. 
there was a Wario Land game on Virtual Boy. Yeah, but it probably it? came out second. Yeah. Um, I saw the Angry Video Game Nerd episode. I should know. Yeah, he reviewed all 16 games, I believe, for that system. Literally. The 16. best one's the boxing game. Yeah. The, I had a Virtual Boy. That one was cool, at least. But uh, someone really needs to do a video on the N-Gage, the uh, crappy portable console. I mean, the portable <laughs> system. Cause it, I love that thing. Phone. The, yeah, the Nokia N-Gage, is, it, it has about the same amount of games as the Virtual Boy. Oh, God. Because I own two of those things, the N-Gage, and it's so crappy. Like, even as an ironic thing to, like, carry around as a real phone, it's just, the interface is still pretty shitty compared to what we have now. With touch it's pretty much the, the OUYA of portable consoles. Yeah. You own two of them. Why do you own two? Okay, uh, I bought one off eBay a couple of, like, a year ago, and it, I didn't know how to turn it on, and I assumed it was broken, so I bought another one. Dude, the good thing it was a different model, so if I ever do a video on it, it'll it could be a good idea. <laughs> Nolan, I'm gonna use this as the the podcast icon. <laughs> Feel no shame about shame. Oh god. I, my favorite joke is just singing that um English laden theme song to Berserk. Oh no. Changing the lyrics mm. to suit whatever kind of uh joke whatever like situation i need oh god just just put your glasses on My yeah just put your glasses on won't make this 2017 series look better bust out your vr oh Hell god yeah. but yeah like that gorillas music video like the 3d one like it didn't i like it was i felt like it was like well we had the assets let's just might as well try this but um i think it would be cool if they i don't know eventually gorillas tries the uh 360 thing again but this time they do the full on 360 like I don't know like I was expecting to see like the band members circling the camera and performing or something but you didn't you well, don't really get to see that sort of thing the thing about that is from a narrative standpoint from like a from a story it's really difficult to because uh, you know when you set up staging for an actual like film you have the perimeters and then you know exactly where to put things where it works and ha- you know where you place things on the screen mm-hmm. is a huge part of storytelling visually for comics and movies. So this whole, you can look around 3d space. That's really difficult to not like you could do it, but only in like niche stories yeah. to really utilize it. Like for example, what if uh, they did like a Frankenstein monster, um, like little short, like it's like a monologue of the uh, Frankenstein monster and the camera is, you are in the eyes of Frankenstein. It's monster. Mm-hmm. So the creature looking around in the thing. That's a way you could use it, but like just having it to where you can look at what's supposed to be already, um, for, you know, s- staged, yeah, and then you just have extra stuff around, it's pointless, yeah. It's that'd be too hard to like handle all that stuff. Like, I think maybe like a music video, not, not so much an entire movie or anything, right? I don't yeah. know. I think like it is the kind of thing where it has only been around and especially like properly available for such a limited time. And generally with stuff like that, it takes people so long to build up a repertoire of like good techniques to actually be able to tell stories with it. Mm-hmm. That I think like in a couple of years, you could get like compelling stories, but just people haven't figured out the best way to do it yet. You know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> like you'll never get like narrative stuff the same as film. Yeah, because this be- is the we of movies. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Hey, the Wii was successful. No okay. More Heroes was a good game. Yeah. 
what I mean is it, it's a really cool technique, but only like two or three people are going to be able to excel with it mm. and everyone else is going to make shit. Although a lot of video games technically sort of do that, you know, the 360 thing, except with a analog yeah. stick, sort of. Although, and like you eventually did start getting good stories and first person stuff like the shit they did with the original Half-Life and stuff like that. Yeah, sort of like that. But um, like I, I went to Universal Studios like a couple years back and uh on the Universal Backlot tour uh they take you into like this this tour bus thing and uh they put you in a tunnel and the whole tunnel is a sc- uh video screen and on the video screen they play like a new ver- some version of like uh Peter Jackson's King Kong well like a 3 minute new sample of just Kong fighting all these dinosaurs and stuff and they shake the 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 whole tour bus while you're on it and it's a really cool effect so it's that's a full 360 thing that they made but that's about it that's cool yeah it is a pretty it was a pretty cool ride yeah but I feel like you know I feel like gorillas will try this again but uh, do it you know take full advantage of the 3 3d the 360. You know what would be better for this 360 technology? You remember those um, theaters in like uh, certain theme parks where the 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 chair moves around? Yeah. Like if you incorporate the goggle, the you know virtual reality goggles on top of that, I think that would be a very cool because those those things were awesome before. Um, meteor t- uh, terror or meteor attack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those little things or the dinosaur. I don't know if you guys even know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but in Kentucky Kingdom, we had them, and I think with virtuality, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just combine those two. Mm-hmm. But the actual music to these uh, to the gorillas, like people were complaining about Hallelujah Monday and saying this doesn't feel like gorillas at all. Which it's like you know, gorillas isn't exactly one specific sound. They, they're all kind of like a weird, I'm a galleon of a mixture of all these artists coming together and <laughs> under this umbrella of gorillas. I don't know. You know, that one, someone, someone made a video on it. C- Captain cream, crispy cream, man. What's his name? Cream man. Well, I don't know. We should ask someone to be on the podcast, but anyway, yeah. So the, the full album comes out April 28th and anyone else has anything to say about the gorillas? I found it kind of weird to see them, Altogether, the, the gorillas in the, at the same height because you're so used to seeing Noodle like being like two feet tall. Well, because they aged in real time. Yeah, it's, I love that aspect of uh, the gorillas. <laughs> yeah, um, I at first I wasn't super keen on adult Noodle because uh, I because at the time I thought they just aged her up so they could rotoscope her. Because mm-hmm. because it was that weird like cross promotion with uh, some racing thing. Remember yeah. that a couple months ago? Yeah. And it was literally just that they like they filmed a girl, and then they rotoscoped the body, so drew cartoons on top of that, and then added the cartoon face. And I, the, a lot of the gorillas' promotional art has been this weird like mix match with reality, you know, like just taking. Uh, basically, it's like photos, but they delete the skin of people and they just draw cartoons underneath or on top of the the photos. Yeah. It seems like, and I don't know. There, there's a piece of me that like kind of like the raw and weirdness of it but at the same time i'm also like i, I want the whole thing cartoon i like their old style mm-hmm. i like the, the the early 2000 style and this new one's a little bit too experimental for my taste they they progressively got less and less outlines because like the 2000s ones they had thick outlines and here in this new music video they have no outlines although i still like <laughs> the style of it but the oh so no the, i love the no outline look yeah that's cool but like the album covers look oddly surreal and realistic it's like this is weird looking 
Yeah, and like their early style is so iconic as well. Like I think it was so of a of that time, and it was so different to everything yeah. else you'd see then. Yeah, it was pretty. It was very derivative of like all the Powerpuff Girls and anything with thick outlines at that time. Yeah, but now they they they've got rid of their outlines. It's over. Even the gorillas abandoned outlines. It's so. Hmm. But yeah, the th- thing about them like aging in real time, because like Noodle started out as a child and now she's like what twenty years older at this point. Because I don't know how long the gorillas have been around. Eventually, the gorillas are going to be fucking old and, you know, like, old farts, and eventually they're going to die of old age also, just like we will. you know. Except for Robo Noodle. Yeah, Robo Noodle will live on with us. And then everyone will draw porn of her, and we're all just going to be like, dude, what the fuck? And everyone's like, oh, it's okay, it's a robot. She's only five years old. That doesn't... This cycle continues. Yeah. Nothing changes because it's all the same. <laughs> something, something offspring. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna fuck the robot. What y'all? Everything that I didn't lost, though. Press the button to begin. Yeah, so I can't wait till robots integrate into our society and everyone's going to be, like, debating, like, is it okay to become a robosexual? Maybe one day. Anyway. Did Futurama already do that? Yeah, like, ten episodes of it. A bunch of video games are doing that. It's like, yeah. Mass Effect is probably doing that. Nier is practically all about that. Well, according to Gaijin Goomba, in Japan, having sex with robots is really common or something. Oh, God. Um, no, it's really funny about um, Japanese culture, because I feel like that would eventually happen with them. But, like, they also have, like, cuddle cafes where you can, like, hire somebody to cuddle with you. And they just Sign is so me fucking... up. That's oh, so wait, 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 creepy yeah. to me. Like, because I feel like that's just a, a recipe for disaster. Because, like, you get this guy who probably is, like, mentally unstable and he goes to one of these and he starts thinking, like, oh, they actually care about me or something. Oh. And they're not just getting paid a lot, probably a shitty wage. No, to cover shut with up. This, Stop it. Have you ever, seen, have you ever seen the price list for those? How much do they go for? I can't remember. But, like, there's all these tiers. So there's, like, you know, the first one is, like, hand-holding. The second okay. one is, like, put your head on the lap. And oh. then the third one is, like, full-on cuddling. Oh, damn. Okay, so first of all, Pan, you should be really excited about this because the cuddle, the snuggle buddies is actually a service in the U.S. as well. Oh, my God. Is it, like, Uber? Yeah, essentially. It's just uh, you can hire someone. It's, like, um, a, a, I'm looking on their website right now. Pricing is $80 an hour. Shit. I guess yeah, I don't need the need my whatever I spend $80 on. Hell yeah. Uh, your cam girls. They they mustn't know about this. <laughs> this this website is so creepy. It looks like it's from like 2001. What website? Oh, link me to this. What's this? The... Uh, snuggle, snuggle Buddies. Snuggle Buddies. <laughs> Snugglebuddies.com pricing. All right. Yeah, so Professional cuddlers. Check out Snuggle but No, the snugglebuddies.com. The snugglebuddies. <laughs> yeah, this website does look like it's from the fucking 2000s. Ew. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. What state do you live in? Over, let's see, in Texas. Texas? All right, let me look at Texas. An girls overnight for you. session costs 400 for 10 hours. Oh. We, can, we can throw you a GoFundMe. 
Damn. We can help you uh, I, I get cuddles. Could, I could spend $400 on that, or I could buy an Xbox One. Uh, that's a tough call. But imagine for a second, <laughs> you call up uh, Snuggle Buddies, and you're like, yes, please send somebody over. I am dying for affection. <laughs> and they were like, okay. So then they send somebody over, and it's Fiona from Shrek. Shrek what do you do? It's like, whoa. Like, so... Uh, what episode when's uh, Shrek Five coming out? <laughs> mm. <laughs> How does it feel knowing that you're probably going to be the only thing that keeps Cameron Diaz employed? Oh. Yeah, every, after Shrek, like everyone's careers went to hell. Yeah, yeah, literally everybody who's been in Shrek doesn't have a fuck. Yeah. It's depressing. Got to check out this uh, site. Let's see if there's any alternative girls. You know, like there's a few. Oh boy. Yeah, so I'll, I'll look into this website a little later. You know, I'll. Uh... I'll <laughs> message them possibly. But if you buy if you buy an Xbox One, I demand a picture of you in your little black suit cuddling the Xbox One. <laughs> Please don't buy an Xbox One. But it has <laughs> Please love yourself. Look, what what if I somehow get a TV that's 4K compatible? That way X, I I need an Xbox get the PS4 One. PS4 Pro that's 4K compatible and that's I'm, slightly I already shitty. own a PlayStation 4, but it's not the Pro version, so it's like, well, thanks thanks Sony, you couldn't have done this before. Now, great. I don't have a 4K. I would, I would trade in my PS4, but I have PT on it, so I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're. I'm, you're... I'm, I'm stuck in that same exact hell. It's like, damn. Oh, I might get a pro, and then it's like, oh, PT. Damn, that <sighs> sucks. Fuck you. I, 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 I was so mad when they took it off the eBay listings. I was like, fuck you, Konami. You can't let anybody be happy, you assholes. Yeah, Konami, quit being an asshole and just let people download the thing. Come and on. it's weird because it's so out of character for Konami to be doing anything shady or anything like wrong at all because they just, they're usually so good. Yeah, life was simple three years ago. Yeah. And then they decided to keep Kojima locked in their basement. I had a dream that I was in Japan for some reason, and Konami's building was this towering, dystopian, like, this tower that just goes to the clouds, and I don't know. It looked more nicer in my dream. It was less nightmarish. It looked more hopeful, but that was all a dream. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. I just love how, like, the, pachink the pachinko mines are a thing with, like, Konami. They're the most, like, maniacally evil computer game company. Yeah, that's all they have. Them and Capcom are almost as equally shitty, but... Man, like, I remember when Capcom were just, like, just the best, like, when they, you know, they were consistently releasing great titles and stuff, and now they're in such a weird spot. Well, like, at one point, they had, like, if there was a Disney game and they had Capcom next to it and it wasn't Tailspin, it was gonna be a great game. Dizzy, that was 1988. I will forever live in those years because those games are so fucking good. Dark Tales, you talk Darkwing about that Dark, like it was Aladdin. You talk about that like it was yesterday. They're releasing it right now. They're oh, doing the fuck. Disney Afternoon Collection. Oh, yeah, Have you not seen that? That's pretty cool that they're collecting all. They're releasing all these licensed games together, and most of them are actually pretty good. Well, I'm the one thing that really upsets me about that is that I got really excited because I, I really wanted a Darkwing Duck remastered, like the Ducktales one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, this is. The good news is that's the easiest way of finding DuckTales 2, the NES game, because that's really hard to find. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only reason why to buy that collection, because if you're going to buy the DuckTales game, you might as well get the remastered with the voice acting and awesome animation. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> hmm. Because I'm thinking, was uh, was Quackshot on Genesis? Was that Capcom? Because I'm wondering what the hell that game was. Quackshot. 
Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, there was this video game where you play as Donald Duck on the Sega Genesis, and he had a a plunger gun that shoots plungers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason why I know that game is because so many fan artists, uh, fan spriters, would <laughs> convert that into Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like wondering, like, why is was he Donald Duck in that game, or did they just call him Quackshot or Dark Quack or something? <laughs> I don't know. That was that was a pretty cool game. I remember that. It was like it had a. Re- it was weird, but it was like it had a good vibe to it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what was the deal with that game and what's the game's story. But all I remember from that game was playing it a couple of years ago and like um, just getting stuck in this stupid maze part. I eventually beat the game, but it's like it's one of those 2D mazes where it's like you go into one door and you exit a different door and you just got to figure your way out. And it's the most terrible thing of any 2D game at the time. These terrible two-dimensional mazes hmm. but uh, in retrospect that game's super weird only because like it's such a it, it's so close to being a ducktales game yeah it just happened like they just replaced scrooge oh, ducktales you guys see the new trailer yeah yeah Wait, did we talk about it? More like DuckTales. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, yeah. I mean, looks like it'll be good. I mean, I like how people are complaining about the style and all their square heads, but like, I'd rather they, um, you know, <clears throat> do something unique with their own style. They don't just try to be like a, a weird mishmash of something slightly new and something close to the original, like Powerpuff Girls. You know, I'm, I'm fine with the style. I'd rather yeah. for it to be something new and not the same art style before but with shittier animation yeah i rather with with the the art style they have now they could have limited animation and no one will judge Wait it a we it. did talk like, about ducktales before last week what the fuck well yeah i mean cr geeked out about it and you're like mm-hmm, i can't mm-hmm, remember everything mm-hmm. we talked about like sometimes i repeat a story and someone says you already told that story it's like i don't i don't remember every single thing i've said on camera that can be used against me oh my god you're yeah. on a list Oh, yeah, but onto a topic we haven't covered. Oh, I just want to say my next, the next video is going to be a review on the movie Hop by Illumination. It's an Easter movie that nobody saw. Wow. Um, wasn't it Illumination's second movie, yeah. you said? It was their second film and also their lowest performing and <laughs> lowest rated movie as of now. They went through some tough shit because this movie is pretty crappy. It's like the poor man's Alvin and the Chipmunks or Smurfs because it's about a, a, a rabbit, a CG talking rabbit in a live action world. And he wants to drum and be cool, but his dad don't let him. He His dad just don't understand music. Yeah, but it, does anyone have any memories of this Easter movie? I remember seeing no, commercials when I, I was remember seeing commercials when I was younger, and I was like, "Wow, this looks like the shittiest thing ever." Yeah, we all thought that, and nobody saw it. But does anyone have any Easter memories? Anyone have? Does anyone like of Easter in general? Yeah, just like does anyone do anything for Easter? <laughs> and next topic: Power Rangers. Go, go, 
Yeah, so... I haven't seen it yet. No, I'm the only one here who's seen the Power Rangers movie, and I made a vlog review on my uh, Let's Play channel, which I linked below. I'm, I'm trying so to... So go watch that instead of making it, um, having Pan make us suffer through his like shitty explanation of how the movie is good, except for the Power Rangers parts. I Okay, the crazy thing about the new Power Rangers 2017 Oh, God, movie, what did I do? <laughs> like, okay, like, first off, uh, the Power Rangers, like, the actual Power Rangers segments that you, you're familiar with in the show are only... Only in the last 20 minutes, they there's barely any Power Rangers in this Power Rangers movie. It feels like they didn't have the budget to do anything, so they spend half the movie in this cave or somewhere in school. So they Transformers did. They Bay Bayformed it, where yeah. the Transformer, the, the 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 main the title of the movie is the the least thing in it. Yeah, okay, it's basically cool. CW's Angel Grove. That's what it is. Which I actually kind of like this movie, just like the human parts of it. Like the human parts are actually better than the the crappy below standard ranger parts, because the I don't know the, the the Megazord designs were awful. Like all the des- a lot of the designs were just terrible in this movie. All right, let's do this. I I have a, I have a huge rant about it. Won't be that long. Let's it's, do this. Like, Christ, I, I can't stand the art design of, of the the suits or the Megazord. It's everything looks like a fucking flavor of a flavor. I'm so sick of Hollywood CGI stuff. And it, it's every studio goes, oh, man, that previous thing looked really good. And then the previous thing, it, it's it just keeps recycling the same motifs and everything. And if you could screenshot, you could do the weird shit where like Tumblr people like take off a character and then put it into another screenshot mm-hmm. and they make their own little fan. Like, you know, like the Disney movies where they like have like frozen characters interacting with moana characters you could do that with every movie now because they all look fucking the same and that megazord looks like shit yeah it fucking is garbage like okay i saw this in like i snuck into this movie at like its first showing on 7 p.m thursday night premiere and like people were like yeah woo, every single 10 minutes for a- any sort of fan thing you know like he said the line <laughs> yeah but like when the megazord was coming up people were like yeah and the you see the design of the megazord and nobody was clapping oh <laughs> it just looks awful yeah. um it just looks like it looks like the dinobots from transformers and not everything needs to look like goddamn ugly ass bayformers that don't even look good there's no yeah. design element to it and i mean with that said facebook released a bunch of stickers like 2d drawings of the characters mm-hmm. and those suits actually look good in 2d <laughs> that's weird yeah <laughs> Uh, Someone stylized them well enough. Like I, I'm, I was, I'd be fine with the costumes if, like, they had like the little, um, you know, the little white diamonds around them. And I think, I, I think they're acceptable, almost, almost. Before acceptable. they did the CGI weird shit with the the square when it's just white. Before they like add in effects, it doesn't look too bad. Mm-hmm. But that whole like see through, they're they're made of energy inside bullshit that you see that looks awful. Yeah, it looks like Iron Man, a poor man. No, it, well, it looks like fucking Beast Wars. Oh. Like, it looks like the, those fucking sparks. Ouch. Oh yeah, like one of those sparky toys. You know, the ones where you wind up and they they rub flint together. The only reason why I get upset about this is because we have a live action Power Rangers movie to like base it off of. I like the suits in the original like shitty Mighty Morphin movie from like the nineties. Yeah, it looks like they can like, actually move. Well, it's just everyone complains that the new suits look like Iron Man, and that's bullshit because Iron Man actually looks good. I would have been okay. I would have been fine if the suits looked like Iron Man. 
The problem is they look like uh, fucking um, Green Lantern bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if they can move well in those costumes because what I want from a Power Rangers movie is, like, costumes that people can actually move in and actually perform acrobatics and whatever because you barely saw any Power Rangers action in this movie. Like, you know. So, uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, does Elizabeth Banks make the movie? I, well, I wouldn't watch it again, but she was entertaining. I, I love the part where she goes and eats a Krispy Kreme donut for a solid minute. Yeah. Uh, really? We, we got to, well, I guess we can call this movie Saban's Power Rangers sponsored by Krispy Kreme because it seriously looks like they sponsored, Krispy Kreme sponsored this thing. I, I've heard from the angry video game nerd who's apparently all about Power Rangers all of a sudden. Then they replace uh, Ernie's juice bar with Krispy Kreme. <laughs> well, there, well, there's Wow. Essentially, well, there was one scene where where two of the kids were hanging out there, I guess. But you know, AVG and James Rolfe, he's like a a grandpa. It's like, oh, the Power Rangers. This is what the kids are into. I guess I should watch this. And it's it's like Godzilla. The, the, you kids should watch this thing called Godzilla. You know. <laughs> well, my my favorite thing about watching the Angry Grimner talk about um YouTube or the, talk about the Power Ranger stuff is that he refers to the Megazord as Megazord, like it's a character name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it always shows up because everyone else is like oh man it's the megazord and he's like oh no and he's like oh man megazord's here and it, it just throws me off <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'm waiting for like james to like eventually get into like pokemon or what no some, naruto i'm waiting for Nar- him to get into naruto some some days like so it's like i really like this new this character uh, uh, crap i can't even name the characters naruto <laughs> Hokage no, I feel like fucking um, James would be like, man, I love this series, but there's so many episodes where it doesn't go anywhere. What a bunch of diarrhea bullshit. <laughs> Power Rangers the movie, like, I hope they do make a sequel, like something in the style of like the, you know, the, the second Michael Bay tra- Ninja Turtles movie, you know, where it feels like they're trying to <laughs> rip uh, damage control itself from the last movie and slightly redesign itself because i i think they could just redesign these costumes and hopefully things will turn out better and they actually have more than one power rangers scene you know or they can just like make the cw power rangers i'd be okay with that you know if like the cw started making cw's uh angel grove i think i would watch that because like i like these characters like at least it's you know it's kind of weird like normally a hollywood blockbuster you get like all this cool action and crappy forgettable characters but i feel this movie kind of did the opposite yeah i'm really surprised to hear that like because it really looks like the exact same kind of formula you usually get from this kind of thing when watching the trailer before i i noticed that like it's like oh all the kids are at the breakfast club but with, with uh power rangers and i found that like a really interesting contrast because in the original show they're all boy scouts mm-hmm. that like like I don't know how they fucking go to school because they're either fighting evil people or going to charity events. Yeah. So like, those <laughs> people are like impossible. That those kids do not exist. Yeah. And so now we have like you know people that fucking like are in detention as Power Rangers. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, they're like the original Power Rangers are essentially the Ned Flanders <laughs> of these <laughs> of these Power Rangers. Howdy, howdy! We're gonna kill you, Rita. <laughs> ah, Rangers! I'm trying to pollute the ocean. Get away! Fuck all of you. But I think they... I'm hoping they do make a sequel. I mean, I guess it... I mean, it's so, so currently it's only Sunday from the first weekend. And it did 
expectedly in terms of budget, so I'm thinking maybe they will make a sequel. If not, they'll hopefully reboot the Power Rangers in a couple of years and do it right this time. Because what I'd like to see from the Power Rangers, like, this is my dream movie, but essentially just the raid, redemption, but everyone in Power Ranger suits. Fuck, yeah, yeah. I'd be, <laughs> Not I'd as be violent, though, but, like... You know, no, like, just as violent. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes, it needs to be, like, that one fan film. Oh, okay, if you anyone remembers that weird fan film, the po- Power Dash Race... Power Slash Rangers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Va- James Vanderbeek's randomly in it. Yeah, the one that was, that's by Joseph Kahn, I believe. I forget his name. The music video director. But, like, what's strange about the that movie and this movie is they both have, like, a, a similar opening scene. It's like, what the fuck? This? I can see why Saban was pissed because, like, the opening scene for both movies are very similar. The fan film and this film. I'll link the the grim dark fan film in the description. <laughs> oh, did did uh, any of the past characters, uh, past like actors, make any cameos? Although I don't like I don't like uh, people spoiling Easter eggs or whatever. Because no, I just, that's fine. I just wanted to know if I should because okay, I went and saw Beauty and the Beast on a date, and uh, my local theater has a, a movie grill, like where you can order a dinner while you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a group on where you get like five dollar movies, so it's really cheap to go to a the movie theater there. And so we go, and the only stipulation is that you can't see movies for $5 if it's um, Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, or, you know, prime time, daytime. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we go there, and they have, like, a sign saying, sorry, love Disney, no Groupons for Beauty and the Beast. So I I have, like, two tickets now that I because you pre-buy the Groupons at home, and then you take the phone to it. So now I have at least two tickets just laying around. That I'm gonna go see Power Rangers next week. Yay! They, I, I, I'm just, just, I'm just like sort of impressed with the movie, but disappointed. Just like I want fucking Power Ranger scenes, and there's only like 20 minutes of it, and they're not that good. Like I want, like you barely see any acrobatics in this movie. Is it like better than you thought it would be, but still not like legit good? It's like a weird like the. It's weird. Just like I got the opposite of what I expected. Like better characters, worse action. Well, yeah. when your CG looks that shitty, I would probably try to push it into a small yeah. little section of the movie too. Like just pray, like the second movie, like they they, they edit all the CG and they give everything a redesign. They're like, look, we know it's shit. We're not even going to explain it in this next movie. We're just going to redesign everything. Fuck it. I hope they just do new suits completely. Like they switch to the next, like Zio. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or just spray paint the the white the, the the white triangles on them. You know, just do that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, shit. I, I had something. I lost it. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, apparently, a lot of content got cut from the trailers. Hmm. Yeah, I noticed there's some tr- scenes in the trailers that weren't in this movie. Although I, I need to rewatch the trailers because I only saw like one scene that wasn't in the movie. Was it the kissing scene? Oh, that I don't remember. Did anyone kiss in this movie? Uh, in the trailer, they, if they, I think they had the the black and yellow ranger kissing, or it might have been red and pink. I can't remember, but. There, there was apparently romances in the original script that were hmm, cut out. Weird. Oh, yeah. Bulk and Skull were not in this movie. What? Yeah, they have a bully in this movie, a ginger, but he's not Bulk nor Skull. Man. I was going to the movie. It's like, what the fuck? How do you not have Bulk and Skull in this movie? What the heck? 
I don't know, but like the one of the weird moments is like they do play the Power Rangers theme for like ten seconds, and it's like literally ten seconds, and it's like okay, you you heard it. Now we're gonna play Kanye. Fuck y'all. Is that what you wanted, you fucking nerd? <laughs> yeah, it's like here. Okay, everyone, shut up. We played the theme song. Everyone, shut the fuck up. Now we're gonna listen to Kanye because you listen to your sh- you listen to your <laughs> shitty mu- music. Now we're gonna listen to our shitty music. So shut the fuck up. We're playing Kanye's The Power. It's a great song. Fuck y'all. Uh, Don't they use that for everything? Yep. Every single trailer always has, like, freaking Kanye in it. Like, even Assassin's Creed or I don't know what else. Like, damn. I think Kanye just makes his living off uh, <laughs> of movie trailers. But is that all for Power Rangers? Um, You mean is that the end of you talking about Power Rangers? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Also, by the way, the, the movie is officially titled Saban's Power Rangers. Like, uh, does Saban own anything else worth? They used to do Digimon. I know. Hmm. Well, do they own? Well, I don't think they own that anymore. Uh, no, because they sold Digimon to uh, Disney along with Power Rangers back in the day. Those fools. But uh, it's cool that they went back. I mean, like, how many people can be like, yeah. We bought Power Rangers back from Disney. No one buys shit from Disney. How the hell does that even happen? At fairness, at this point, Disney were probably just like, okay. Well, no, Disney wanted to do an animated version of Power Rangers. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There there was talks about, like, uh, well, first of all, it's great. There's so much documentation on, like, what doesn't and does happen in Power Rangers. Like, there was one season called Hexagon that became Ninja Storm, where it was originally going to be Tommy leading uh, a team of three rangers and then jason leading a team of two rangers and like them competing with each other mm. that uh, sounds, that's cool yeah well because uh, it was supposed to be like a um like past rangers who make cameos and it it was like a, a facility where they train new rangers for the next generation and uh the joke was apparently jason and tommy's actors hate each other behind the scenes really? so like yeah 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 that's why they don't make like a lot of cameos together Aww. and uh they don't appear at conventions at the same time Aww. like they, they're uh their agents like work together and make sure they're scheduled around each other oh uh, wow. well. drama queens and so the the whole like jason and tommy having um like um opposing teams with the thunder and wind rangers would have been uh, like that that way to like kind of lampshade the whole thing, um, <laughs> but apparently Disney at one point wanted to uh, m- like remake the original Power Rangers because that's the most iconic suits and make an animated thing, but Toei was like, "No, you're supposed to use our footage. We want you to use our yeah. footage. Use our shitty grainy footage, you assholes from 1970." Oh, um, the Power Ranger movie, apparently the Blue Rangers autistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, and LGBTQ, apparently, according to their Wikipedia. Well, um, they, they, they were very like, there was a scene where it's like, so, so wait, are you into girls? And they, they were like, mm, next question. They, they, they didn't really acknowledge <laughs> it. But the, but the autism thing, yeah, they, they made the Blue Ranger. He, he directly said, oh, I'm on the spectrum. Oh, okay. The Blue Ranger was the best part of this movie, which. That's <laughs> what I heard. It's like. He should be the leader. He's the one who pulled his most who pulled the most weight here, you assholes. Fuck y'all. Next topic, please. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, um, I was looking up what Saban owns currently. Nothing. Uh, apparently they still they own Digimon. 
Well, yeah, get ready. Get ready for Dig- Saban's Digimon, the live action movie, which is going to look like shit because I can't imagine these characters in live action. They own Glitter Force. What the fuck is that? And Cubix. Oh my God. <laughs> and they still own the rights to Ninja Turtles Next Mutation. Oh, gee whiz. They're, they must get a lot of mileage out of that one show. And Shinzo. Do you guys remember Shinzo? Sounds familiar. Next topic, please. <laughs> they, they own Beetleborgs. In fact, uh, they actually sometimes reuse the suits. Like in forever, I, I've been watching the Twitch stream, just so you guys know. I remember Shinzo aired in Mexico, but I didn't see it here. I'm going to cut out my symbionic Titan ramp, but you're not going to cut out this pedantic ass shit. Shut up, Nolan! <laughs> All right, I'm done. Next, I'm next done. topic, uh, Beauty in the Beast mode. Oh my god. Anyone see it? I didn't. No. Nope. Tell us, Izzy. It is really interesting that Disney went into the horror musical genre because it's it's a scary movie. It's very terrifying. Pussy. No, it, it, just those those uh, the Mrs. Potts is fucking scary as hell. Oh, Have yeah. you seen her? Oh god, terrifying. those. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, and joking aside, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it. If you like the original, you'll probably like it. Um, the best part is uh, Gaston's little minion is like super gay for Gaston, Ruh-roh. and it's hilarious. It's too gay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that we got Power Rangers and um, Beauty and the Beast one week apart from each other, both spouting a gay character. Except it's one of those half-ass gay characters you would never know is gay unless like uh, an article told you they were gay. No, Gaston's guy is like pretty like really? hardcore into it. Oh, yeah, shit. he's no, no. Oh, the best he- thing. Good God, is he like sucking Gaston's dick on camera? Because like, I think we need to see that first. Uh, okay, there's three gay things that happen in the whole movie. Ruh-roh. Uh, but, but, but before, before I jump into that, my favorite thing is Gaston's minion. Uh, he's like looking at the three girls pining after Gaston and he just goes, ladies, it's never going to happen. And then he like <laughs> trots away. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. Oh, no. It's so fucking good. But the three things that are gay in the movie that happens is during Gaston's song, sung by his minion, LaFleur, LaFleur, LaFleur. Lefree. Um, he uh he's like dancing with Gaston like a girl, and there's a part where like he kind of wraps himself around and he goes, uh, too much, and Gaston's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wardrobe um is well, during the storm on the castle, the wardrobe um takes like three people and dresses them up like women. Two of the guys run away, and the third guy looks at the camera and winks and like struts away, like casually walks. Uh-oh. Um and then the third thing is that guy and Gaston's minion. Um, again, I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name. They uh, there's a scene where they're dancing and uh, they have female partners. And then when it's time to switch partners, they switch, and so the two gay characters are dancing at the end. Yay! Although that's hard. That hardly constitutes as a gay. That's gay. like Korra and Asami yeah. levels of like. It's oh, of- they held hands. They must. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, unless you read an article, would you be able to tell they were gay or not just acting weird, you know? Um, I mean, like I said, it I, sounds like they leaned harder into it than they kind of generally would. And like, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like all the way there, but at least they kind of went for it somewhat. I, mean, I would I, I say I, I'm I'm kind of the type of I am gay myself. So, like, I feel like I mean, I'm not, I'm not to be like, oh, I'm the fucking the representative of gay. I'm not the fuck. I guess I am kind of the representative of this podcast, but yeah. like I, I don't, I'm not speaking for anybody else 
but myself. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just feel like if you, if you're leaning on it, I'd prefer you just not do it at all. Either just do it or don't. Just don't fucking tease it. Pull the trigger, asshole. It just sort of becomes kind of like uh, just pandering and to me. It just it just annoys me because like if you're just if you can't like if you don't feel comfortable enough to just say this character is gay, then don't fucking like piddle around and just be like. Oh, hey guys! Look, at this funny, uh, this quirky gay guy. Uh, he's not. He's yeah, not yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. um, did you see Yuri on Ice from last season? Last no, year? I didn't, but I saw your video on it. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's fucking maddening because it'd be such a good story if they just pulled. Like, for people that don't know, it's like this story. It's about these two ice skaters, and like they're gay-ish for the most part. But like, it's all like your ice skating is so beautiful, and it's like they never actually. Well, they nearly, nearly do, but it's like they just pushed it like another five percent. It would have been like such a solid show. Like it's still good, but isn't isn't Japan the like super xenophobic and like homophobic too? Like, uh, I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know. I know. It's. I know. Right. I know. Like a bunch of people defend it, but fuck, dude. Like, isn't it like more? Japan like is the greatest sure? country ever because they make my favorite hentai. Um, like I think. I, and I might be wrong because I'm hearing it from anime fans, which, you know, they, they think otaku is a positive word. Um, <laughs> uh, but like what I heard from an anime fan is that um, in Japan, it, it homosexuality is seen as immature and that it's OK f- until you're an adult to have girlfriend, you know, have like the same relationship, same sex relationships. But mm-hmm. once you get older and you still have that, it's looked down upon. Is that accurate at all? Does anyone know? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no like, idea either. I just, I, that was mostly conjecture on my part, which I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, but while we're on the fucking topic us. of uh, same-sex relationships, uh, of course, I mean, shit. I, I hate whenever, um, okay, so every so often, like, there's an article saying, like, yeah, this one character from this one ninety show, yeah, they were gay, and it's like, that don't count. That don't fucking count. You can literally say that about any character. Like, a creator can come out and just say, yeah, uh, that one character from that show from 20 years ago that I made, yeah, that character was gay, but we couldn't do it back then, so, you know, that don't count. But Espe- No, especially when there's no subtext. Like, if they, they specifically point out subtext that they d- deliberately put in, then I'd be like, okay, I can kind of see that, but they just go like, well, they're gay. Yeah. I just made it up. I mean, like, you can have, like, a simple scene where they just flat out say they're gay. Like, I I think people will be more accepting of that. But, like, the people, like, I always see this comment in response to these sorts of complaints where they say, well, do you expect them to be waving a flag around, a, a gay pride flag around? And it's like, well, <laughs> it's possible to show a character is gay without, you know, being in your face, but also not being so subtle that you're the only way to tell they're gay is if you read an article <laughs> from a... The- Literally, Courage the Cowardly Dog fucking did it. They yeah. talked about fu- they, this. This girl was in an abusive relationship, and she wanted to be with a, her fucking rabbit lover. Yeah, and like fucking, they showed that, and they did it where it wasn't like pandering, but it was also like subtle enough to be like, like fucking homophobe people could be like, they're just friends. <laughs> that's like the best. That's like the best example I've seen of know, like a, a same-sex like... relationship <laughs> in a cartoon so far, Dude. because Korasami doesn't fucking count. I agree with that. I agree with that so hardcore. Korosami is such a, like, yes, there's little subtle things here and there that could, you know, for the shippers to jump onto. Um, and Go ahead. Before I go on a huge rant, because I have a lot to say about it, I patch with, have you seen Korra? Um, I haven't, no. Like, I've heard a bunch of stuff, and I know uh, I had some friends who Korosami made them 
very happy, but I haven't actually like seen it myself. Okay, well, I'm about to shit on their parade and explain why Coruscant was garbage. Oh boy! So, Preach it, brother. I'll be really brief. I'll be really brief. I'm going to touch my briefs on this. Oh, I mean, keep my briefs on this. I'll be sure to cut um, this out of the podcast. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't. Okay. Nolan ranted about Korra and Asami for nine minutes. The audio on his end was a little staticky, but I'll keep the rant in. But I'll put it at the end of the podcast after the conclusion and Emily and Stephanie singing. Asami, I want her to lay that ass on me. Uh, that's pretty good yeah <laughs> before we move on there is something i do want to say about homosexual relationships and movies and such uh because we spawned this from the beauty and the beast controversy quote unquote <sighs> is that the one thing i'm really sick of is these christian groups that get really upset with homosexual characters in movies as if their homosexual content is automatically deemed as sexual because two characters being in a relationship that have to be the same sex, all they can see and all they, they, they think about is the actual sexual stuff. So Christians, you're fucking pervs, first of all. Um, <laughs> second, secondly, there's so much other stuff. And when people go, well, the kids are too young to be looking at that homosexual content. Well, then you need to get rid of these hom- heterosexual relationships because yeah. it's a catch-2020. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if homosexual relationships are nothing but sexual, then so are heterosexual ones. Look, I mean, you, you we, we have trillions of uh, heterosexual uh, romance stories. I think y'all can handle one homosexual romance story, you know? I actually have a funny story from work that relates to this whole um, sexuality thing. Um, I was was just going about my business one day and uh, I overheard a conversation between um, a couple of my managers and they were like, oh yeah, that lady called again and I'm a really nosy piece of shit. So I was like, what lady? And they were like, oh, this lady um, wants to talk to the owner of the store about um, this promotion we're doing where we like give out movie tickets to like Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, okay. And then the manager is like, yeah, she's really upset that we're giving away movie tickets to Beauty and the Beast because um, there's a homosexual character in it. And uh, the owner um, literally said, shoot me, shoot me now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they always say, like, this is propaganda being shoved down our throats. Like, hey, man. So is heterosexual content. <laughs> it's yeah, like, well, this person's just trying to, you know, they're just here. They're not trying to shove things down your throat. Well, I mean, unless, you want, unless you're into that, if you want, they can do that, I'm sure of it. But anyway. Like, uh, with the with the Yuri on Ice video I was talking about, I did get a couple of content comments where it's like, Oh, I like your videos better when you don't make it political. It's like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? These are people's lives. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man, uh, we're not allowed to talk about YouTube stuff, but there's gay YouTube stuff right now. It's like, hey, what's going on on with the Coco movie? Hey, Pixar's oh, real Coco. Quick, real quick, so YouTube apparently has a restriction uh, mode that they implement it, but if you put the word "gay" in your title, your video gets removed. Ruro. Yeah. Oh god. Oh dear. Yeah, we just want we just want to make a safe, friendly space for YouTubers. Fucking bullshit. And your yeah. existence is disgusting to us, and you people need to be hidden away. We're not homophobes, though. We we just feel you're disgusting, and you need to be hidden away from kids and stuff, and you're all pedophiles. But you know, it's just you know. Well, because like both me and Nolan both live alternative lifestyles, according uh, from the quote unquote hetero norm, where like you know I'm a trans woman, yeah. Nolan's a gay guy. Uh, so we don't necessarily fit into the standard what is people consider normal, 
which is really offensive. <laughs> yeah. Because as if like people get so wrapped up into what they know, you know, like what they've been brought up, what's been on their plate, that they assume that is what normal is, you know, Christianity, heterosexual relationships, these things. And they're, they're not open to the idea that other people can have a different lifestyle. It's a crazy, mind-blowing thing when they find out and they get angry for some reason. Just because someone looks different than you or thinks differently than you doesn't mean you should be afraid of them. It means you should be angry at them. How dare they be different? What? My way of life ain't good enough for them! So, you're saying I should beat them up? Billy, fighting outside of a hockey rink is wrong. But uh, I'm imaginary, so do what you gotta do. Well, it's not necessarily a whole different art style. I mean, you're still like, you know... You basically do the same things as a normal people do, you know? I mean, not that. Yeah. Wait, shit. Oh, fuck. Ah, you did it, you no. bastard. Uh -huh. uh, guys, guys, what is that? We need articles. Shit, uh, Kotaku. Shit. Oh, God. And pizza's uh, homophobic. Oh, God. Literally I dropped my exposed uh, script. First it was JonTron, then it was Digi, now it's Ant Pizza. I'm not getting my $4,000 back, am I? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tweeting out right um, now. Let's get as many retweets as possible. Oh. I would think my uh, actually kinks would be more alternative lifestyle than my actual homosexuality would be. But <laughs> speaking of which, when we get Maxwell Adams on the podcast, I have a few words to say to him. Oh boy! <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him to be on uh, when, whenever we have like a whenever he's done with his thingy, his dead meat thing. Oh, no, I want him on now. Fine, I guess I should ask him. Just like might as well. But you guys want to talk about Coco by Pixar? You gotta stay with me, boy. We don't know. Where we are. This isn't a dream then. You're all really out there. Um, you mean uh shitty isn't the isn't the kid in Coco the same guy from uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil? <laughs> Marco, whatever his he name is. Look, he does look like that, yeah. Pixar's new movie, Coco, which is about Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. And it, it's, uh, you know, it's about a little kid who dreams of being a guitar player, but his parents just don't let him. And then he somehow ends up in the afterlife in the in the sugar land of Mexico underworld or whatever. And, and it's Dia de los Muertos. And it's totally not a ripoff of Book of Life. No, it's its own yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Because, like, wait, no, is this was this not a thing really recently? No, I don't, like, we never, Pixar never heard of that movie. It's, that was a small movie. Shut up. You know? Okay, okay. Yeah, fair. So, so what you're saying is it, it rips off the visual, uh, the special effect visuals from A Book of Life with having very similar because of cultural references. But then they also steal Marco from Star, like, it's just a hodgepodge of other things. Man, Pixar has gone down the shitter. Fuck those hey, guys. Hey, this ain't a sequel, so it's okay. But but like, uh, people are saying like, well, it's a Day of the Dead movie. What do you expect? Well, it's possible to make a Day of the Dead movie of Mexico and have it not be about a kid who dreams of being a guitar player, but his parents don't let him be a guitar player, and he goes into the afterlife. You know, it's, it's possible to tell another type of story with uh, <laughs> that holiday. I didn't see it. Book of Life. Uh, I heard it was like it was like eh, it's it's fine. But um, the character designs in it were really really nice, and like the ones in this look look super like just generic and kind of flat. Yeah, I saw the, the skeleton woman, and she has fucking eyeballs, and it looks disgusting. It looks and like creepy. Mumbo from fucking Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> 
<laughs> or that uh that redesign of um the new adventures of he-man's skeletor oh god i forgot that <laughs> oh but i'm excited for i guess i'll watch the movie i'm not like you know i'm i kind of wish the plot was a little different but Porek gutierrez did come out and say that hey pixar fans it's okay to for this movie to happen you know it's I'm, he's the director is totally fine with it you know yeah, well, they're friends. Like, like they, they back each other up. The only problem is that, like, because it's from very similar cultural stories, that that you know, a lot of the elements that people are like, oh, it's ripping off, are just they're just Mexican folklore yeah. elements, right? Folklore elements, yeah. Because the, they both have the Katrina, the the skeleton woman, and then the 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 like leaves or something, the orange leaves. Oh yeah, that's representative. But like, I mean, this could all be fine if it wasn't for for the kid with the guitar storyline. It's like, yeah, that's Book of Life <laughs> on the same holiday. This is bullshit. I guess. I mean, I, mean, I, I well. No one wants them not to make Mexican stories. I think there's a lot of there's a rich like pool of things to pull from. Yeah, it just totally. sucks that like the most recent ones are kind of hitting the same barrel instead of like moving out. Yeah, Hollywood has learned that. Whoa, Mexico has sugar skulls. Let's make everything Mexico with sugar skulls because that's literally okay. Mexico has two things in Hollywood films: uh, either sugar skulls or cartel, and that's the that's what Mexico is to Hollywood. <laughs> Well, isn't Mexico just like a yellow filter? Basically, everything's on Instagram filtered. Izzy's writing a tweet that says, "Retweet this. Ad Rebel Taxi is homophobic. Confirmed on this week's podcast. Back, back me up. Hashtag expose slut." <laughs> I, I think that tweet is gonna get gonna be taken the wrong way. <laughs> Too bad. Oh. Too bad. You I, I really want to do. I really want to do expose slut. <laughs> expose slut. <laughs> but um. <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna do it oh man well i typed in exposed and then like the its suggestion what's exposed slut uh, yeah <laughs> thanks twitter <laughs> done but yeah for this for this trailer to coco my mom was telling me like is this book of is this the sequel to book of life i'm confused what is this and like i had explained to her no pixar is just a bunch of fucking hacks <laughs> i mean I, I i remember uh your movie sucks like mentioned this in his inside out review like he was talking about that one uh teaser trailer for i think uh ratatouille where the teaser trailer for this for ratatouille opens up with like now pixar has had a pretty good track record in the past but as of late i'm not so sure it's times like these where i think back to the original trailer for wally in the summer of 1994 there was a lunch. So at that lunch, we knocked around a bunch of ideas that eventually became A Bug's Life, Monsters Incorporated, Finding Nemo. And the last one we talked about that day was the story of a robot named Wally. It was pretty good marketing for the time. I mean, it reminded everyone of the classic kids' movies they're associated with, but looking at it now, it kind of unintentionally implies that everything that came after Wally was more of an afterthought. That's the teaser to Wally, but go on. Anything after that was a complete afterthought to, for Pixar, because. <laughs> Their quality of movies have went downhill. I feel like they just need to have another fucking lunch. Yeah, guys, like, someone buy them. Go to that fucking city cafe or something. God, someone go to Pixar, take them um, to a subway, have them like discuss some ideas. You know, <laughs> we need some better <laughs> ideas. I think. What do you think? Pixar fucking died. Cars too. Uh, that's a tough question. I feel like it all went downhill. Like, I think Toy Story 3 was their last great film. That was so good. Yeah. There's a really good book called Creativity Inc. And it's it's really weird. It's about, like, the management structure of Pixar and why it allowed them to consistently produce so many good films. Mm -hmm. 
And from what I'm seeing lately, that management system does not seem to be in place at all because some of the shit coming out of them, it's just, it's so like, it's so derivative, you know, and they used to be the trailblazers. That's a you, really good book, by the way. You know what I think the problem is? Um, b- before, Pixar would make a movie once every like three, four years, but now they make a new one each year. Uh, sometimes twice a year. Yeah. Because Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur aired in the same year. Well, one year when there was a year without Pixar movies, so that's why. Uh, well, I mean, this year we're getting Cars 3 and Coco. Uh-oh. Well, I don't know what the problem actually is, but I, I just recently watched Finding Dory, and I found that really boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was upset because I was super excited about watching it on Netflix, and then I just found myself getting really bored really quick. Finding yeah, that movie just kind of came and went. Yeah, and it made a ton of money, but no one remembers it. Oh. It really did. It was expensive. It would made like it wasn't expensive. It made like a shit ton of money. It is. It the- made one billion dollars in the box office. Billion dollars. One point twenty-eight billion dollars. Its budget was two hundred million. But yeah, the next set of movies uh, is Cars Three, boring. Um, Coco, which could be good. Incredibles 2, which is what everyone wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, that's happening. And then- I'm not even sure I want it anymore, to be honest. Yeah. Look, it's it's one of those things where it's like, will it live up to the hype? I don't know. And- Unless Brad Bird is completely involved at, to the extent that he was in the original, I'm fucking scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, he is the director, story, screenplay writer. So he's like all of them. Good. Like, normally, okay. it's like, okay, I have a little bit more hope. But honestly, oh. what made The Incredibles so good, like I, um, I have this link saved on my computer somewhere. It was a uh, breakdown of the entire film's uh, cinematography. Mm. And just the way the film was presented to us was like so much better that it was, there was a ton of shit I didn't even think about. Yeah. Like the whole dinner scene at a. The volcano? I mean, the whole dinner scene at the very beginning of the movie with the family ah, yeah. is actually so well done and so perfectly conveys their personalities without them having to exposit it at all. It's just so fucking. Good. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm just like, please don't fuck this up. But like, I have just so many ideas. Like, what's it going to be about? Because, I mean, I remember there was an article saying how Brad Bird uh, saying that uh, uh, the Incredibles came out in a pre-Avengers cinematic universe world. So I'm thinking like, this, this is my idea. This is what I'm gonna est- guess what the next Incredibles movie is gonna be about. It's gonna be about um, Mr. Incredible go- slowly going into retirement. Maybe his kids are go- in- going to college. I don't know, like, and there's more superheroes coming out of the woodwork, exposing themselves and being more open. And it's a big, like, no, it's, no, it's probably going to be like a, some sort of gay metaphor sort of thing. That's, they're, they're already going to do that. And all these superheroes are being outcast by society. And it's like Watchmen all over again. And they're all hated on something like that. So hopefully I'll get one out of the five of those. Well, no, no, no. Well, the the Credibles two movie is going to be Mister Incredible being sued by insurance companies for coming back. Fuck. And it's just like a giant court case. It's movie. Oh, so it's Batman v Superman, the first half of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, oh man. Uh, apparently, Toy Story 4's plot because I was just on Wikipedia. It's apparently Woody and Buzz set on an epic adventure to find Woody's romantic interest, Bo Peep. Oh, great. They just wrote her out of the third movie. They just said, remember what happened to Bo Peep? Yeah, or something like that. They just wrote her out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. That was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, what happened What happened to her? I wonder what was the creative decision that made him just say, we're not going to need this character. Yeah, but Coco, I guess it'll be good. I mean, it won't look as good as Book of Life, but you know. I also wanted to mention um, Pixar's character designs, too. Um, in The Incredibles, every character had a 
very distinct shape. Like, um, Eyepatch Wolf, you discussed this in your video, not incredible specifically, but how um, a circle, a triangle, and a square each represent certain yeah, like, yeah. emotions or uh, emotional states, etc. Yeah, they give off and, like um, the Incredibles does it. Yeah, each character does that. and But it's so subtle, you don't even know it. Like, it's done so well and so, like, it's hidden so well. Like, like the Flash, the um, not the Flash, <laughs> Dash. Dash. Did you discuss the Incredibles in your video? It's been a little while, so I forget. I think I talked about them at some point. It wasn't that video, but yeah, like I just, that's something I always love to see when you see the shapes of the characters just being pushed. You see it really good in stuff like One Piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, but with that, with Dash specifically, like his shape, his shapes are so subtle. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like he literally just looks like a cartoon. And like the triangle that represents how energetic he is, is like his hair like slicked back and it's slicked back because he's running so fast all the time. That's fucking ingenious. Like, yeah. yep. That's super fucking cool. Yeah. Like you can't even tell, like the shapes are in there. They're just like, they just, it just looks like the character, a character. Like you can't even like, you don't like break it down, like and analyze it at first. Like you just like, Oh, that looks like a fun character. And that well, that's like every single character in the Incredibles. And then you well, get yeah. to, uh, and then you get to a uh, fucking inside out and like the, the you shape shapes so blatantly and so unsubtly. It's like, God damn, like you can like literally one of the characters is a fucking square. Like well, it's, it's so shitty. Leave super meat boy out of this. If they're, if they're, if they're male characters, they actually have really good shapes or they're not, like really blatant shapes. If they're female characters, they're just shaped like females. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. shitty and it sucks. And like, when you have the Incredibles, which made every character, even like characters who are completely incidental to the plot, look amazing, it's it just really shows how fucking downhill their uh, visual storytelling has gone. Totally, yeah. Fuck it's you, a Pixar. fucking shame. Yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, um, John Lasseter, I hate you. You're a terrible human being. Uh, I don't know you personally, but I'm just going to say this anyway because you don't make cartoons as good as you used to. Shit. Therefore, you totally deserve it to all the hatred you get. John Lasseter, it is a totally rational thing to do. Does, does he legitimately get hatred besides you? Huh? Does like John Lasseter like get hatred? Because I don't like I never like. Is there like I was, a, I I was mainly ju- I was mainly just parroting people who hate yeah. people like who genuinely hate people for not being as good as they used to. John, I'm googling. I want to find out if there's a hate Tumblr for him. <laughs> John, I don't Lass- think so. <laughs> John Lasseter, stop wearing those shitty Hawaiian shirts. No, I found a <laughs> fuck yeah, John Lasseter. <laughs> Anima- animators love John Lasseter. He's like their Jesus. Yeah. I went to I went I did college and I did animation in college and. Yeah, he's uh, he's popular. This is CNN. No, shh, no more YouTube stuff. <laughs> Captain Underpants. Woo! Do something. Put the pin down, Mr. Krupp, or we'll hypnotize you. When I snap my fingers, you will obey our every command. You are now the, the amazing Captain, Captain Underpants. Tra-la-la. I honestly didn't think that would happen. This summer. Come sidekick. <gasps> we gotta stop him. What? Ha <laughs> <laughs> the road, Bozo. Why, thank you, vehicle person. Ow. Yep. Did you guys fucking see the trailer? It's it looks really good, surprisingly. Yeah, and there was like no bathroom humor in the trailer at all, which is very, very surprising. surprising. There was a giant toilet. I saw it. 
Yeah, that's crazy. But like it has also it has such a great style to it because it looks like the 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 book, and it's actually a CG movie that looks very stylized. You know, it looks it looks so nice. Yeah, it's cool. Like I don't know anything about that series, but like it looks nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I vaguely remember reading the books for that, and like I remember, I think it did teach me about like um, <laughs> essentially frame by frame animation because there were like two pages that said flip this in and out, flip the, flip these two pages and see like this clapping, this mouth, this toilet mouth eating someone. <laughs> yeah, um, Captain Underpants is actually one of the most banned children's books in the United States, by the way. Yeah. Seriously? Wow. I think so. I, I'm. I'm, I know it's 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 banned a lot, but uh, I don't know. Let me quick fact check. I mean, you know what I kind of wish for is like maybe in the two thousands. Like, imagine if we did if we got some sort of live action under Captain Underpants movie with um, <laughs> at, with Frankie Muniz as one of the kids, and maybe um, that guy from Big Fat Liar as Captain Underpants, and everyone is just uncomfortable for like two hours. And Nolan's right. It is the most banned. It, why Captain Underpants is the most banned it's, book in America. It's a grown man in his underwear. You can see why it'd be banned. So I didn't know it was a hypnotized story. Like, <laughs> oh, God like, damn I it. Literally, I literally know nothing about it. So I just thought it was a like a weird random SpongeBob like story of a guy that runs around his underpants saving the day. No. I didn't know it was like an evil principal being converted into a hero. He has no free will. But yeah, I'm excited for this movie. Like, I just the style of it. Like, I thought it was gonna be um Sony Pictures, but I see it's a uh, DreamWorks, right? Yeah. Because from the promotional stills, I thought it was gonna look like the the Peanuts movie by Blue Sky, but it's still it's more 3D ish still, and it's still stylized. <laughs> it's banned for four reasons: partial nudity, violence, misbehavior, and blackmail. What? Oh, blackmail! Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, blackmailing. I thought like there's a black, the black kid got it banned. What? <laughs> no, no, the principal oh. who's later hypnotized uh, by the two kids becoming captured on pants blackmails the two mischievous students into behaving well. This could be considered bullying. <laughs> Oh God. According to Business Insider, the good thing is Captain Underpants succeeded in the end, and now we're getting this movie, which I don't, I don't think. Do you think Captain Underpants is still controversial? I doubt it. I mean, um, in 2015, um, it was revealed that Harold is gay. So oh, shit, just it just got even more controversial. Yeah, so I'm excited. But uh, next bit of things, news. Yeah, let's just we're, we got we got we got little time left. So for the questions, the eye patch wolf, Death Note, the Netflix thing. You're into anime, what you think? The human whose name is written in this note shall die. Shall we begin? Uh, like, this is this is a weird one for me, because my stance with this stuff is, like, I know people get super heated when stuff they love gets, like, you know, a newer, shittier adaptation. But to me, I'm like, like, Death Note's Death Note. It's right there. You can go back, watch the manga, or you can go back, watch the anime, read the manga. It's still going to be fine. And so I don't care if, like, I know some people are really like, oh, they're going to ruin it or whatever. And so I'm not, wouldn't be overly worked up about that. I don't know. I think it looks, like, fine. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing rumors a long ass time ago when they were saying that Zach Efron would be in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So it, it turns out the Netflix movie that's coming out is the leftovers of Warner Brothers doing a live action theatrical movie for Death Note, in which Warner Brothers want to remove Shimagamis completely from the the story. Huh. And and they wanted to make it instead of a story about justice, a story about vengeance. 
where Light wants to get like revenge or something, like go Spider-Man with like his dad dying or something. Wow, that's really not Death Note. <laughs> right. Well, uh, the director at the time rejected that, and then uh, the movie didn't get greenlit, and then eventually the movie rights got sold from Warner Brothers to Netflix, and this is what we got now. Wait, is it going to be a Netflix TV show or a movie? It's a movie. Oh, okay. It's just one movie. Light, light uh, could light could definitely be hotter. <laughs> but uh, I'm well, excited. Apparently, uh, that lights person is uh, from the Naked Brothers band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the kids from the Naked Brothers band, which is the worst fucking title you can name for your children's band. This old Nickelodeon show. My cousin hated that show. Like me and my cousin, like uh, they, my cousin would just like get all these. Imp- comments of like naked brothers bands and i don't know they would they would upload it to the youtube channel and it's like they were i don't know why they were so pissed about this band like i I hated them too but it's like not enough to get the comments of these people and just post them on youtube god um john i i have to ask because i am kind of i guess a defender but what do you think of the uh 2017 ghost in the shell so far (gasps) uh i haven't seen like I've seen like a couple of trailers. I haven't like watched it. It's not out here yet, but oh, right. um, like I'll give it a I'll give it a shot. I I don't really know a whole bunch about it. Like I can see like with that with like you know the whole kind of getting replaced thing. I do see why people are pissed about that, and like it's like okay, you know, fair enough. I just want to say, Ghost in the Shell is fucking boring. No, never general. that big. Uh, never that big a fan of the original film myself. Standalone complex is a lot better. I think. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, partially at like three a.m. I, I um I've only seen a few episodes, but I'm really into it. The episode where uh this guy wanted to be put into a cyber brain to save his life, but it was against his parents' religion. That was really interesting. Hmm. That was the, so good. The like, second film is pretty cool as well because there's a really fun dog in it. <laughs> there's a dog in it. <laughs> but yeah, F- fuck um, all I, the politi- all the like philosophical diatribe. That dog is rad. <laughs> Right, a skateboard. Yeah, I, I just asked because I, I've been watching people um, discuss it, and all they say is it's the biggest betrayal to a ghost in the shell. I'm just like, it's not even out yet. Come on, man. Come on, let, let, let's all wait until the Akira movie, the American Akira movie, comes out, and then we can say what's a bigger, bigger betrayal. Actually, um, I have a funny story about the Akira movie. Um, I know, um, I know this is um, a story that's basically I know a guy who knows a guy, but. I was doing some uh, freelance artwork for a website and the guy who uh, I was like contacting, like keeping in touch with knew somebody who worked at Warner bros. I think it was. And like he, part of his job was like passing scripts along to other people. And he got his hands on the Acura script <laughs> and Shit. it was really shitty. <laughs> Can you say anything about they, it? They, they renamed Kaneda and Tetsuo to like these generic American names. It was basically um, think, uh, um, Harry Partridge's American Acura, and that was basically what it was. <laughs> I really want the last scene to be like Canada and Akira, and Canada just says, "This is what happens when you fuck with America," and punches Tetsuo, and that's the climax. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. Please, please do like that's that one's I... free. Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, jumping back to Death Note, I guess my only problem with it is that like. If you wanted to do an American version of Death Note, because like that's basically they took a couple elements and then they just moved it over to America. If you want to do a what if story, if the book landed in America versus Japan, that would have been cool. I just I just don't like the idea of like taking the original story, cherry picking up pieces and then 
just relocating it so you can have, you know, light Turner instead of light Yagami. <laughs> and instead of Misa, it's Mia and, you know, weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it does seem a little, it seems like it's a little Final Destination-y in the trailer because it's like all of a sudden they're falling off a giant Ferris wheel that's fall, like being destroyed. Because, uh, you know, when I think yeah. of Death Note, I think of action scenes. Look at that awesome fucking like theme park destruction scene. <laughs> are they gonna do? I just, I don't, are, are they gonna have that really awesome potato chip scene where he's writing intensely and stuff? Are they gonna do that? God damn better. Yeah. <laughs> it, but if they wanted to have an actiony Death Note and still like keep in the same vein as original, I wish they would have just kind of done a movie based around the 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 TV hacking part where you know where like Yagami's dad like drives through so he doesn't get caught because the second Kira can see people's names and write them down. Um, and there's enough guns in that scene that, like, of someone trying to get to the, the TV station that you could have an action climax of the third arc or third act and still be true to the original. Hey, could um could uh, Death Note work as an anthology show? Like, example, like the Death Note falls onto a different person each week. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Maybe. Because I was, like, thinking, like, could that work? Uh, kind of like how the mask in the comics I don't. I don't read comics, but yeah, some. I was. I was thinking like um, Tales from the Crypt or something. Well, uh, the mask, the Jim Carrey movie in the comics, the mask. It's uh, Stanley. It just dies in the first issue, mm-hmm. and the uh, the mask just keeps getting passed down. Different villains, and the main hero is actually the bad guy in the movie. So the <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it originally, it, it was going to be a. Horror, um, but it when they cast the Jim Carrey, it became a comedy. But like it's that like it, it, uh, the mask gets passed on each issue to the point to where the Joker wore it one time. Oh, so it was, it was originally a horror movie and then it became a comedy. Yes. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood tries to do like the Deadpool thing and make an R-rated mask movie. I think people are too attached to the Jim Carrey and don't understand where the source material came yeah, from. Yeah, Jim Carrey. What happened? Jim Carrey vanished from existence, so I don't think he'll mind. You know, he's not here with us anymore. He just he did funny award speeches for a couple of years, and now he's just gone. Yeah, rest in peace, Jim Carrey. So, you guys want to get into the questions? Sure. Yep, let's do it. All right. Questions. If anybody has a question, or co- uh, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And post your question in the YouTube comments of this video uh, on the YouTube. So our first question is, Marzulu Bravi says, Question, what do you think draws the line between a lovable jerk character to a just mean character on animation? So Motive, totally. Hmm. Motive, motive and uh, repercussions, I think. Uh, repercussions is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically, if they're um, the lovable jerk, I think if they uh, do stuff that's kind of douchey, but then they get like a very funny slapsticky like uh, sort of repercussion back, then like because I feel like if um, the lovable jerk doesn't necessarily have to learn or grow, because if if you're like making a series that completely revolves around them being a jerk, a la Dan versus, mm-hmm. but. If you yeah, just have them like find, find funny and creative ways to like get have everything blow up in their face, yeah, then that that would be good. Like uh, so it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Those guys are always doing terrible things, and they always get re- get fucked over at the end. They never learn from it either. That's the incredible thing about that show. <laughs> yeah, that and also like trying to just give them like a reason why they're jerks instead of like you know they're just jerks for the sake of it because i was watching i don't know because recently i was just watching adult swim and i was just watching some show nobody remembers um titan maximum and some other claymation show uh 
I don't even remember. Oh, is that the road trip one? Titan, Titan Maximum, or which one? Maybe I have that wrong. Maybe that's something else. Some, oh, that no, I think you're thinking of something that aired on UPN like ten thousand years ago, like next to like the PJs or whatever. I think I know what you're talking about. But, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, this is a newer Adult Swim show about a giant robot thing, and it looks like robot chicken. But Titan Maximum is full of I don't know jerk characters and i know part of me is like well oh we have another jerk character and i'm no longer impressed by it anymore you know i'm over i feel like we have too many of those and like the the thing that you got to separate them is like you know you got to give them more character like bojack or duckman or archer like who are they you know they can't just be a jerk i really like it when you can see like their really specific internal logic like even in, in always sunny every character in that show is a jerk in such a specific way and it's so funny because of it mm-hmm. like like um i love how dennis like he kind of comes across as like the most sort of together of the group and he's like the worst like after a couple <laughs> episodes you're like this man is actually satan <laughs> yeah they're all fucked up but any other jerk things Okay, next question. Blitz Leopard 7. Question. Hey, Pan, how do you feel that Cartoon Network promotes Teen Titans Go too much? Because um, you don't live in America, iPad Wolf. In America, they play Teen Titans Go, and it's like s- literally 70% of the schedule. It's always playing. Seriously? Yeah. 12-hour 12 hour, 12 hour shifts. It's like they're SpongeBob. It's like Cartoon Network SpongeBob. It just constantly plays because it's a pretty pretty popular show. Oh, yeah, for kids. But all the adults hate it, so... Cartoon Network found its audience if they found a show that's successful, and they're going to play it till it fucking burns out. So I'm estimating it'll go away in about 10 years, you know? You know, it'll be around. I can't wait to slowly die. Oh, wait, it's already happening. Oh, yes. But look, the poor thing is we get more Raven and Jinx and, like, you know, we're... You can get you can buy a, a Raven pop figure at Toys R Us as, as an exclusive. So I need to buy me that and also a Jinx one because they have that too. Okay, I really the only thing I hate about Teen Titans Go is the fact that there's no like big Starfire figure. Hmm. Like the closest thing that they have to a Starfire toy is either you buy the group pack where you can't pose them, or you have to get Dark Starfire with Speedy. Hmm. Weird. Whatever reason, I guess it's the whole. Boys won't buy girl toys well, except for Raven. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank God Raven's the favorite. I hope they do make a Jinx figure because because uh, I do have like two Raven plushes in my room. Don't ask why. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm sure. Don't they, ask why. We know. Look, you know. Just don't. I don't know if I ever bring you into my room. If anyone ever goes into my room, please do not bring a black light. Just please don't. <laughs> if you bring me into your room, cringy motherfucker. Um, if you bring me into your room, it'd be the first girl in your room. <laughs> no, actually, I had my Sundere friend and her friend to uh, bring in to be in my room. We recorded a Let's Play together. We recorded a Let's Play on the Shrek 2 video game. So link below to that. Yay. Because I got to do. We plan on doing more Let's Plays together. It was great. Yeah. yeah, if that's what they're calling it now. Shut up. Oh, yeah, but Teen Titans Go will never end. It will keep going till the end of time. Like, what will die first, The Simpsons, SpongeBob, or um, Teen Titans Go? That's not fair, because Simpsons has, like, a like 20, 30-year uh, like, head start on that. Yeah, okay, well, okay, in terms of, like, how many years they'll go on, you know? 
I think The Simpsons did will go on the longest since that's such a culturally significant show. I don't know if we've talked about this, but did you know The Simpsons stopped printing DVDs? Oh yeah, we did mention yeah. that. And like they, they 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 skipped over eighteen and nineteen just to, just to get to the twentieth anniversary collection. Really? Yeah, which pisses yeah. me off. You couldn't just print those last two seasons for the sake of consistency. Yeah. What I, what I wish they would do is just make, like, one giant Blu-ray that contains all the episodes, which, I mean, I don't know what's the maximum quality The Simpsons w- were rendered in. Like, I don't know if they have the old film stock, <laughs> but it'd be cool to have that. Um, probably. Hopefully, but <laughs> just I just want old movie, 90s TV shows and cartoons released in HD somehow. If they still have the old film stocks, they could do that. If they want to go through the time with it, please. Yeah, but or at least release all the Simpsons DVDs on like a giant donut shaped collection. You know, just imagine like <laughs> 40 discs, 50 discs in this big donut carrying case. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I get it. There's so many episodes of The Simpsons that like uh, I can't imagine people actually wanting to buy full DVD season sets like if you have unless you've been collecting them since uh, it's such a like to, to know that the, there's 20 seasons you have to start and they're usually 30 dollars a piece at minimum yeah although now the the early seasons are like 20 dollars okay but still that, that's yeah you're that's already spending like 500 dollars just to own all of the Simpsons. and everyone you can just stream it now with fxx yeah um i I think that's kind of like I I do agree that they shouldn't have skipped season twenty eight and twenty nine till they get to season thirty. Yeah. Well, well actually, I mean, they skipped eighteen 19. and nineteen. Oh, sorry. Whatever. They're they, not even done on twenty one, and I think what, what's the Simpsons on now? Season thirty, I believe, currently in real life. I don't know. Yeah, almost. Can't yeah. believe we've had thirty years of these. motherfuckers and it's been ended already and it's been 10 years since the last console-based simpsons game this is bullshit oh no shit that's youtube speak never mind but uh next question i guess the final one yeah okay neil roman says question y'all play any flash games on cartoon network's website slash newgrounds homestar cn nickelodeon back in the 2000s i've been playing bubble spinner a lot in class what the hell is that um, it's a it's an um, addicting games game where uh, you uh, just bounce balls off the wall and try to stick it to this big mesh and try to like match up like three or more of the same colored ball to get points. So it's bust a move. I don't bust a move. Know, yeah, with the little lizard guys, bust a move. Well, if you all see my uh, Let's Play channel, I I am playing a bunch of Cartoon Network Flash games, like most notably the Ed and Eddie ones. Which Please those, don't. Please those are really don't cool. watch your his channel if you love yourself. Shut up. Yeah. By the way, did you choose this particular question so you could pick out your Let's Play channel? Not really. Well, mainly also just to gauge on like what Flash games were popular in the 2000s and what y'all played. Uh, right. I, do you guys remember the the Cartoon Network? They had like it wasn't really a game, but it was a website where you could collect stickers. Oh, C Tunes. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. I, I, I got, I lost the password and got really upset because oh. I had like, you know, one of the like the only limited time, only this weekend stuff, and yeah. they're gone forever. Okay, I should do a uh, Cartoon Fridays retrospective, but like, C Tunes was this thing on Cartoon Network's website. It was basically just a big, a glorified sticker book. Like, you buy new, well, you you have in-game points and you use those to uh, pay for like stickers and decorate a back like they give you a background and they give you a bunch of characters and you decorate this background but you but uh you can also trade or collect more of these and just uh buy them and they were just like random poses and some of them were animated and made, had sound clips from the episodes you know it was so good some of them were even based on specific episodes of tv shows like for ed and eddie but there was also this other thing called g-tunes it was like their 
version of a card game. I didn't know how to play it, but it was with these little circle things, these rings, and you just, I don't know. I didn't know how to play it at all. I just, like, clicked on buttons and hoped I win. <laughs> Do you remember G-Tunes? No. Damn. No, I was more of a Newgrounds guy. I spent oh. a lot of time on Newgrounds back then. Damn, you were off the grid. Did you watch um did yeah. you watch Nazo Unleashed like every other Newgrounds person did? Probably. I barely remember anything I watched. Remember, remember. I can remember some bunch of stuff where I was like at the time I was like, man, that's awesome. And now I think about it and I'm like, hey, hey, oh. hey, those, those... No, I remember I remember the Sonic versus Mario Sprite cartoons where um this one specifically I was watching with a friend. And it was like Sonic turned into Super Sonic, and he just pulled out his dick and pissed all over Mario. And what? I was like, "What? What? Jesus. <laughs> kind of cartoon?" I was, you like, I was like shocked, like that they could that that was a thing you could find on the internet. Shit. And my friend was laughing, and I was just seeing terrified. This. I, think, I think the ver- first video I ever clicked on it on Newgrounds was Goku fighting Mario and just thinking like, "Oh my God, this is this is the height of art." Remember, remember <laughs> um, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Z. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, I do. Oh, did you see the reboot? They recently brought well, they brought it back a year ago, and they they were funded on Patreon, and Nintendo shut their asses down. Good, because it was shit. Okay. <laughs> no, come on. No, what? no, 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 no. Okay, I'm okay. Kill I like you, I like the original back when you know voice acting on Flash cartoons is really difficult. Bringing that shit back on fucking YouTube and not even having voice acting. I'm sorry, but the whole like having words pop up. And it not be interactive flash where after you read it, you can click to the next one and, you know, having it weirdly timed out to whoever the person created and how fast they read. Uh, there's no sense of timing. It's just really shitty. I refuse to watch something without voice acting. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Get out not of here. Gay. Look, I just have, you know, standards. You're a lesbian. Oh, Stop shoving your lifestyle down our throats. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking homophobe. Izzy is blatantly wrong. Um... She can take her opinions and shove it up her ass because the Super Mario Bros. Z reboot was amazing. Oh my god! I, I don't know when I, I used to have respect for you, Nolan. <laughs> when I saw, oh please, don't pretend. Every single person in this call never had respect for me ever. No, I, I do. Except for you're wrong on this opinion. I mean, like oh. when I when I saw that pow, uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers Z. Well, let me explain. It's a sp- it's about like. Eight, 16-bit sprites, and they, they're doing Dragon Ball Z fights, but it's with Mario and all his friends, and I think Sonic 2. And it, it was really cool in the 2000s, and when I heard they brought it back, I was like, really? We're gonna do this? It's like, you know, it was cool when we were 12, you know, back when Newgrounds was funny, and, you know, we were all 12, living in the suburbs, drinking Pepsi, well, playing Halo. Remember, okay, no, setting, no, which we no, 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 all the no, 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 we're not doing this shit, not today. <laughs> the worst part is that he, he has the audio separately. He just cut me out and just keep shit. going on. Um, but back in the day, Mario versus Sonic was the dream everyone had. So every time we saw a Flash animated thing with the sprites from Nintendo and the sprites from Sega – together and they had fights it was awesome we all yeah. wanted it now we have olympics yeah now we I have remember, now we have smash bros when fucking the sonic um trailer for smash bros brawl came out and everybody lost their fucking minds oh yeah oh that was so cool i think i, I remember, remember thinking I, it was I a joke like, i saw that in college and like i was like oh my fucking god yeah because i was like is this real like is this the nintendo official Wait, you were in college when that dropped first year i do believe 
I'm, I'm, I'm old, by the way. Holy fuck! Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you sound a lot younger. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my trick. I think I was in <laughs> um hmm first year of high school. So I was like, what the years? fuck am I doing with my life? What am I doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, Brawl uh for the Wii? Yeah, I was in high school. Never mind. Yeah, it was a simpler time when we thought the motion controls on the Wii were going to be wi- a million times more awesome than they actually They're were. They're the future. Okay. Nintendo uh, gave oh. up on motion controls. Oh wait, this okay. Oh okay. wait, this is the this is the thingy. Yeah, the yeah the Switch have motion controls. Okay, <laughs> it's not of. over. Yeah, it's not uh, over. But but uh, the Switch. I really want them to put over the most recent Smash Brothers. But I want a fucking story mode because yeah, I, that'd be I, awesome if they added that in. Yeah, that was that was real disappointing with the last one. And like the trailers were fucking awesome, and that's where that budget went. But <clears> yeah, <throat> I. Literally, the only reason there's not a story mode is because Sakurai got butthurt that people uploaded the cutscenes onto YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally He's... the only reason they're not in the game. Yeah, because like it, it's kind of strange when you game. when you go back to like 1995 or something. Like for the PlayStation or whatever. Like let's say Twisted Metal. Like in Twisted Metal, like the award for playing with all these different characters is you get a cutscene. But now you can't really have that as an award for a video game since all those cutscenes will just be on YouTube. Yeah, one person has to play it, and they put it up. Yeah. And, well, it, it's such a – video games is such a weird thing right now because, I, I mean, like, I teach, and I would probably say about half my students, they don't play video games anymore. They just watch Let's Players. Like, they're legitimately like, well, we don't we don't buy consoles because we don't want to spend the money so we just watch people play. Yeah, I've, I've seen – I've like, anytime I talk to a kid about video games now, they're always like, yeah, I just watch Let's Plays. I don't play them. Damn. And, uh, like, that's really upsetting because the big selling point about video games as an art form and as an entertainment platform is the fact that they're interactive. Well, people can appreciate someone else's interaction with it now. Mm-hmm. Look, we're all going to be living in the in the Wall-E world where everyone's just sitting on their chairs and watching a screen. You just fucking wait. You're all going to – it's going to happen. Walmart. I just, I don't know, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I mentioned I love Andrew Kazooie to somebody. Yeah, there was a, it was a potential date, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I really love watching so-and-so play it. it it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's a great game to experience on your own. Oh, it, it, oh, I'm thinking back to Back to the Future where they say, you use your hands, that's a baby's game. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh god that, that kid probably just watches nothing but just shitty let's plays fuck that kid that was right oh god back to the future predicted this soon the future will be like you plug yourself in like ghost in the shell and like you like stream let's plays directly into your brain oh god <laughs> no and then like um if you hate a let's player you you can like ddos their brain and like <laughs> holy shit and then, like, you're like, this person is a shitty person. I'm going to um, get all my friends to come. We're going to do us their um, ghost. And then they fucking shut them down. And, like, they have to go to the hospital and, like, have surgery or something. <laughs> what what if, if you drop below a certain number of viewers, you just die? Uh-oh. Oh, my God. New YouTube Young Dystopia novel. That's the plot of Loki IRL. Anyway. Coming soon. Little tiny mini YouTube rant thing is that, like, recently there was a certain Let's Players that don't actually play the game based off the rules they just gotta do whatever and in the comments section there's people yelling at them for not playing the game like they play the simpsons hit and run and they just go around fucking around 
like they put it in a cheat mode and they just do a bunch of silly shit. And like in the comment section, people are really upset that they're not playing through the story. And that, like that that is that gap. That is the like the the there, there's two types of let's play fans now. There's people that legitimately are watching let's plays as a way to quote unquote play the game without playing it. And then there's people that are you know uh, looking at let's plays as basically podcasts but with interaction with something. I was gonna let's play the Simpsons hit and run, but they beat me to it. But I can do the story mode. I can fill in that gap. No, they're not doing that. Oh, that market that hasn't been tapped yet. <laughs> the untapped Simpsons <laughs> hit and run. Uh, let's play groups. Maybe when Sundra Girl comes over to my house again, we can do that game. <laughs> just, just title it um, Pan Pizza Place. Uh, Simpsons hit and run better than Game Grump. <laughs> yeah, plays the story mode better. Actually, plays the story mode here. I would actually probably work if you just put better than game grumps at the end of all your videos you'd be like oh i'll fucking show him yeah fuck you aaron hansen or wait no that's the guy from nbc shit (laughs) aaron hansen is the guy okay chris i i I get confused with aaron hansen and chris hansen sometimes in my head have a sheet (laughs) um according to my friend um the reason why uh uh, Dateline uh, to catch a predator ended was because when they confronted somebody, they um, the guy that, that was confronted literally shot himself on set. Oh, not on set. At I least think, that's what I heard. Okay, um, he. I think they they uh, found no that he ran off and then he hid on in some shack and then that's where he did it. But um, to, oh, okay. you, you know, to catch a predator is back on online. It's a new show called uh, Hanson versus Predator, and it's a streaming show. Although it's pretty much the exact same type of show, you know. Although we you know see, my, we see the you know inter- favorite- we we see the interrogations at the police station at. Let the- John speak, man. Okay, I'm done. No, no, go. I'm, oh, that was all I had to say. So you know my favorite thing about Cat to Catch a Predator. Hmm. Yeah. You know the way they always bring out that giant massive camera. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, we're actually on TV, and they walk out. There's never any footage from that camera. It's probably not even rolling. It's just there to scare the shit out of whoever's. Oh like, my it's, god! And it's such a good trick. I never realized that. I don't think we have seen that perspective from for that camera. Every couple of months, I just binge like to catch a predator clips on YouTube, and my favorite guys are always the really stupid ones who think that what's his name, Aaron, is what's the presenter's name. Chris, Chris, they, Chris think they think he's a pedophile as well, and they're like, "Oh, hey, buddy, you, uh, you in on this too?" And oh. It's like, no, dumbass! Don't you watch NBC, you asshole? The best one is there's a there's one when the guy walks in and sees Chris Hansen and he goes, "Oh, I knew. I was just seeing it. I was just seeing if it was." Oh. Guys, the guy, and, and like tries to walk out immediately, be like, "Oh no, no, not actually. I was just testing it. Testing." Yeah. It. <laughs> It's mauled. <laughs> oh, I remember remember when someone drew that fan art of when we were talking about to catch a predator, and it was me look, looking up. Okay, it was a drawing of me looking up for a thirteen year old goth girl, and I go to their house, and I and my character just says, "Hey, you're not Chris Hansen. What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, uh, there's. I saw one more. It was like a, a obviously a catfish thing where someone's messing a person that's like clearly a, a, not a twelve year old messaging, and the person goes, "Chris Hansen, I didn't want to meet you like this." Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, for Animine, we did a Pokemon Go parody, and just just to really like submit on how like late Animine is when it comes is we were uh, when Pokemon Go came out, we animated a, a, a crap. Or I animated a bunch of Pokemon Go parodies, and one of them they wanted me to do was a How to Catch a Predator parody with Pokemon Go, with like a guy coming in and you know like What are you doing here? I'm, I'm trying to catch my daughter Pokemon, you know. And uh, I didn't. I was like, first of all, how's that even relevant now? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's right, iconic, like you know. People know it still. But then, uh, for whatever reason, somehow it got delayed like two months. Shit. So after Pokemon Go was completely over, we released this Pokemon Go video, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" God damn, that sucks. <laughs> but Double I, whammy. I always feel that uh, To Catch a Predator was such a repetitive show, and I think I know a good way to spice it up. You know, like um, you know how they got these decoys pretending to be little kids, and they're inside the house. You know, when the predator comes in, you know. Yeah. Well, I think what they should do is like since the since the decoy is like what twenty pretending to be fourteen, I think they should go a, a little further and have them in the bedroom and like they're about to fuck, and that's when Chris Hansen shows up. Oh my god, man! They can do what that. That's the worst thing ever said. They can do. It's a twenty-year-old. It's an okay if it's a, the decoy's twenty so, years old. What you're saying is you want some softcore porn. Along with okay, look, look, this this is for the greater good because like always with these predator shows. Oh my God, stop! Hang on, talking. hang on, hang on, hang on. Always with these predator shows, the guy is like, "Well, I wasn't gonna actually do anything, you know." But this way, <laughs> they cut the guy. They cut the guy on camera actually doing it. So it's like they fucking. I feel so fucking embarrassed. Right no, now. it's it's perfect. What, what Pan wants, what Pan wants, is on live television to see a guy drop trout, whip out his dick right in front of. The this child looking adult. There are 20 year olds. So, okay. so thanks for watching the Pizza Party no, Podcast. It's this is Lord, no uh, Pan Pizza. Um, I'm Chris Hansen, and uh, I would like for you to have a seat. How is this a bad <laughs> idea? I think if you watch that series at, in the first couple of like series, just like the, the like kid, you know, the decoy like is much more involved and like sits with and stuff and then it's like okay i'm gonna go change or whatever and in the later series it's like she's upstairs like like 20 feet from the guy and i'm guessing there's very specific reasons that it made that change oh i think it could work still i think we, we just you know hey just stop come on <laughs> okay i'm gonna make my own to catch a predator show and you're gonna see i'm gonna I'm gonna shave all my body hair off. I'm gonna pose as a 15 year old, and you, you fucking wait. You fucking. Wait. <laughs> this, this is where he brings. I want this to end. In two <laughs> months, you're gonna. In two months, you're gonna be like, guys, this was a really bad idea. <laughs> this is where he brings Emily. Like he poses. He, this is Pan dressing up as Emily, <laughs> trying to catch predators. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're, you're much older than you said you were online on MySpace. What the fuck? <laughs> well, excuse me. I'm gonna go change. Yeah, I'm gonna go get fucking hammered let's get chocolate wasted bro but is this the end of the podcast hopefully yeah you, you'll see it after that i think i might just kill myself honestly well the next video is going to be hop so you don't want to kill yourself before then so anyone so what was the next video i patch wolf um next we got why well, you should watch you hack show that's yeah. gonna hopefully be next Ooh. uh yeah it's 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 tough because it's like one of my favorite shows ever and those are always like the most difficult videos yeah I, i'm excited i love your why you should watch i i wanted to rewatch your cowboy bebop last night but uh, yeah i like that video for some reason, just, that video's okay mm -hmm. so i'm pan pizza <laughs> who are... video's okay you say you start sweating you're like oh god <laughs> oh no uh, um, um i think pan's trying to end the podcast i'm pan yeah. pizza who are you people the song's gonna play I think, out i think we should keep talking about it uh, to no, catch predator this is perfect fine okay so here's my plan okay <laughs> like i do have the cosplay gear to be emily i just need like the the, the shorts with a <laughs> goodbye everypony thanks everyone 
podcast is not over yet. Remember to stick around after the song to hear Nolan's rant about Korra and Asami. I used to think that I could not go on. And life was nothing but an awful song. But now I know the meaning of true love. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. If I can see it, then I can do it. If I just believe it, there's nothing to it. I believe I can fly! I believe I can touch the sky! I think about it every night and day! Spread my wings and fly away! I believe I can soar! I see me running through that open door! I believe I can fly! I believe I can fly! I believe I can fly! I cry every time that song plays on Space Jam. So basically, I'll try to, again, brief. So basically in season one, Korra and Asami have very little development with each other. Like, there was like maybe one or two scenes off the top of my Actually, head. Actually, I, I, have, I have seen that season already. Okay, yeah. So that there was like one or two, like the only instance I can think of Korra and Asami being together, like in talking and developing a relationship is after they have that drag race. And then Korra and Asami learn a bit about each other. But um, that's literally it. And then I saw season two and they didn't talk to each other fucking at all. Like maybe once, but it was solely for exposition and like to get the plot moving. And then every other time throughout the first two seasons, it was just, uh, you know, oh, um, they're, they're just like in the vicinity of each other or they're talking about their stupid fucking love triangle bullshit with Mako. By the way... Um, Who's Ma- the worst? Mako is not the worst. Koro was the, worst. the aggressor and then Mako just had to fucking like... And then Asami was like, I can't believe you kissed Korra. And then Mako's like, I guess I did. I'm so sorry. Even though he didn't fucking aggress at all, it was Korra who did it. And then, uh, like, Mako felt fucking bad about it. Like, Mako is just, I'm not defending Mako at all. He's literally just kind of like a shitty kind of bland character who doesn't do fucking anything. So then seasons one and two come along, and then Korra's like, oh, Mako, we can't be together. I don't know why. I just don't think it'll work out, I guess. And then Mako's like, okay, bruh. <laughs> and then they just part. And then um, Korra and Asami have a scene in the third se- the beginning of the third season, and they're like, I'm so glad that Mako hasn't affected our relationship at all. And I'm just like, what fucking relationship? You guys have had like two scenes talking to each other and it hasn't been anything like at all romantically interesting. Like it's just, oh my God. Oh boy. Sorry. (laughs) Gets me heated. Um, And then like, um, I, I just like, did, I just got so sick of Korra. I just saw the Spark Notes versions of seasons three and four. And then at the end, apparently are like, let's go on a vacation together and they hold hands and walk into the fucking portal and then go do, do shit, I guess. And then Bryke 
releases this fucking obnoxious ass like post on Tumblr. Like all that needed to be said was we intended Coruscant to be canon. That's it. But no, they go on a huge multi-paragraph post about, oh guys, we we so we didn't intend to do this at the beginning, but we felt like it was the right thing to do. And blah blah blah. And like just patting themselves on the fucking back for having them hold hands at the end. Like go fuck yourselves. God damn. It is the safest thing possible because like it is so on the like fence of being like, you know, they could be together or they could be that all they had to do is put no, like it, the, the, the post thing, you know, they're together or they're not just, they all they had to do is sit back and gauge to see if people wanted it or not. Like that's how safe it is. Yeah. No, well, what, um, and also Korra and Asami, as far as I'm aware, like, again, this, this is purely conjecture on my part. So if anybody who's seen Korra, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, um, their relationship throughout seasons three and four, because that's all there fucking is, mm-hmm. um, is that they just get lovey-dovey with each other and maybe like compliment each other or like slightly quote unquote flirt with each other but they don't actually go through any adversity as a couple like Cor and Mako as shitty as their relationship was had adversity in it like they had to overcome obstacles and in the end they didn't overcome them and they just decided they didn't want to be together which is fine but like Cor and Osami is just like which this is just something I hate is like now like with people when they have to portray a gay relationship it's like oh it, the gay relationships are so perfect and magical it's like I don't want that to be a fucking representative of like my type of people you know I, w- I want there to be adversity I want there to be like I want them to go through hardships like any other couple and overcome them and love each other even more for it that just makes all the more special but with Cora and Asami it's just like wow, I'm so glad we are together after we were apart for a few episodes. I, I'm i glad we are um, potential lovers, I guess. Dot, dot, dot. Well, okay. fucking hell. Just to throw this Damn. in here, uh, there is some little bits that help the whole Korosami thing make sense. Particularly uh, when Korra disappears, I think it's season three or four, the only person she keeps in contact with is Asami. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of people, like, you know, she didn't keep in contact with Mako, Bolin, or anyone else. She literally was just writing letters to her. So that's where you can kind of put in them their relationship, or like not necessarily their romantic relationship, but their character relationship to each other. No, no, yeah, but that's that's the thing though. That's the problem I had with it. That throughout seasons one and two, they didn't have a fucking relationship. And like they, the relationship they did have should be fucking volatile as shit. Cause Cora, literally, Cora is the reason why Asami like lost her home life. Cora is the reason she lost Mako. Like they could have worked this into the plot. They could have had like Asami say, "I want like, I, like they could have had like Asami be like struggling to like Cora, and Cora having to like kind of like you know, try to like." take responsibility and like try to make her realize that she's she doesn't want to hurt asami anymore or blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. something like that that could have worked perfectly but no it's like asami just immediately forgives core for like pretty much every fucking thing and i'm not saying that it's necessarily Cora's fault in terms of her home life falling apart but i'm saying she did play a major role in it and like yeah. asami is like 18 years old like you're not you're not going to tell me that an 18 year old who like lived a pampered, spoiled life will all of a sudden like not like fall apart and not like try to project the blame onto Korra. 
Like that's just shitty writing. It's not. It, it's, what you're saying. What you're saying is there. There should have been more between the two characters, and there should have been at least one episode where, for whatever reason, they are trapped together, like a bottle episode, uh, and for them to like kind of actually get to know each other on screen and overcome. Because you're right. Uh, they they are two people that like the same guy. That does not normally equal friendship. That usually equals some pettiness and some arguing and some exactly. So basically, if Korra and Asami's relationship evolved in a way that made sense, like here we have Korra, Asami, and Mako. Mako is dating Asami, and Asami is clearly head over heels for Mako. And then Korra starts fucking that shit up, and she eventually fucking steals Mako from the end. And then Korra also like accuses her father, rightfully of course, that he's doing some equalist shit. And then Asami has to make a very difficult decision to leave home and like fight against her father, who like she, to be honest, she shouldn't she really shouldn't harbor any negative feelings for because her father has done nothing but be like kind and respectful and loving to her. Like Asami should be a conflicted, like she should be conflicted, she should be upset, she shouldn't know how she should feel about Korra. But like instead she's like. Cora, you know, Cora, you di- you didn't do anything wrong. You were my best friend. I love you. And it's like, what? Like, even if even if the stuff that Cora did, like, except for Mako, because that was entirely her fault. Even if like, like what Cora did, like the equalist father thing, wasn't her fault. She, Asami should still feel like conflicted and upset, and like, she shouldn't just be like fucking so forgiving so easily just to like meet the needs of the plot. That's just shitty writing. And like that's what pisses me off about Korasami as a whole, is that Asami is written in such a way that she just is like a means to an end. She that's all she is in the relationship. And that's all she is in the fucking series, actually. Like, here's how she's introduced. Mako is walking down the street, gets run over by her, she takes him out on a date, gets him gets him to gets her dad to sponsor them, and then it's and then Korra like meets up with them at her house finds out her dad's an equalist. She's literally a fucking plot device. That's it. We're gonna get so much hate for this episode. I don't fucking care. Core fans (laughs) suck.